I've had a cough since I've had a cough since I had COVID. I swear, if one of you gets me sick, I won't All care. All my students were sick today, and I'm like, I am not wearing a mask for once, and it's too late for me to put it on. So, <laughs> well, all right, are we recording? We are. All right. Hey, hello. This is the Finding the Overton Window podcast. I am Daniel T. Fuller. I'm Paul Dougal. I'm Emmanuel Latendama. And today we're going to talk about a bunch of different topics. First of all, um, I just wanted to go over the midterm elections yet. Unfortunately, um, I was planning to be able to talk about the results of them, but the results aren't, aren't up yet. We, yeah. They're still counting in certain states. I know that uh, – actually, I can, te- I can check the live uh, Wall Street Journal thing and see if there's like – Yeah, I know there were there. two that were like potential swing votes for who's going to win – the House or whatever. I think, it, the, like, the way, what I saw earlier, it looks like the Republicans are going to win the House and the Senate. Oh. Okay, so Dems gained one in the Senate, and they're sitting at 48 for the Dems, 49 for the Republicans, and they're still counting three. And then the House. The Senate? <clears throat> yes, yeah, the, the House is 189 for the Dems and 209 for the Republicans, which means the Republicans gained nine seats so far. <clears throat> so the Dems gained in the Senate, and the House gains and the Republicans gain the House, we're sitting at this really weird impasse. Now, what does that mean? Um, hmm. That means that any bill that <laughs> gets set up is not going to make it to the president <laughs> if people vote upon partisan lines. Yeah, what a which surprise. Which is just like pretty is classic it, for a president to be less productive yeah. in their second, uh, in their second uh, two years of their term because usually the presidential party loses the midterms. So, mm-hmm. Oh, so really? Yeah, yeah, that's like a classic always. thing. It's almost because, like, I think it's like, I don't know the statistics mm-hmm. on it, but that's like a classic thing in politics is that, like, the ruling party loses the midterms. So yeah, no one's they, ever happy with them. Well, no, the opposing yeah. party, well, the, the, the winning party from the previous uh, election gets comfortable, mm-hmm. and then the other party, mad that they lost, is rallying and yeah. coming out and more, and, and so it just alternates back and forth. Everything that went wrong in the last two years can be blamed on them. Yeah. Guess yeah. what? Everything, like, everything something always goes that, wrong. Everything that could go wrong yeah. did go wrong. Yeah. So. Mm, whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, up here, I was thinking about it earlier. So up here in uh, this random location, this random location <laughs> that I'm about to dox, uh, Lee Stefanik oh. won her okay. a seat for the fifth mm-hmm. term. And yep. uh, no surprise. I don't know. Because I, I like, there's a lot to be said for having a party. Like, I think I, I, think I agree that, like, we need a strong Democratic Party and a strong Republican Party. No, we need no and parties. Get rid of the parties. I hate parties. Yes, I love chaos. I, I, I like parties. Or not parties <laughs> chaos well, no, but just the, the two-party system sucks Well, that's okay. Chunks. But that doesn't mean the answer is get rid of all I think parties. get rid of parties is a better option than keep the but, only two that will ever matter. But you're going to end up reform. You're, you're just going to recreate political parties after, like, two years of unproductiveness because people are going to form around issues and then they're going to form around other issues, and they're going and to become parties. certain things, and they'll just eventually but, become parties. But, like, it's j- I feel like things are so much easier, in my opinion, if it, like, your your choices for elections are purely based on people's opinions and not parties. Like, there are so many times where people just choose the person of their party, not looking into what it is they believe in or anything like that. Yeah, voting down ballot is, like, definitely... Exactly, and it's like, and that wouldn't exist if parties didn't yeah. exist. I mean, you would still have some sort of equivalent, but I don't think it would be nearly as bad because you wouldn't have a line to vote down. Yeah, I... 
Mm. So that you had to say maybe two candidates, even if it was just two running for elections, but based on their own ideas rather than based on their party. I mean, is that what you're saying? The thing was, is like you want to look at people's issues, like you want to vote on an issue basis. The problem is a lot of political, a lot of politicians are going to join a party and then they're going to kind of go for issues along party lines exactly. in a lot of cases. So voting down ballot is not necessarily like a bad idea in, in the sense that it's going to be a pretty good predictor of the issues you're voting on. Yes, so, but I think it's a bad uh, basis I, I to make decisions. Yeah, yeah. in politics. Yeah. I agree completely with that. I'm just saying, like, it's not like you're just voting completely blind because if a person is, you know, accepted as like a democratic candidate, they probably have a relatively democratic platform. Fair, I but I think it's almost worse for our our government and democracy to make choices with based on oh they're a part of my party so I need to vote for them because screw the other party as opposed to I don't like what this person believes in I like what this person believes in potentially yeah and I and I'm half the time that's what it is I mean I know uh, in this past election and oh boy I I I didn't want this to go political but a lot of people wait wait. the the topic is midterm elections okay literally politics I know I'm saying that I didn't want to go political because I didn't want midterms it could be semesterly midterms. Yeah, but I, I don't care about I don't want to talk uh, about those. Okay? <laughs> I'm trying to get away from that. I was saying that I didn't want to go political in the sense that I didn't want to go specific in terms of, like, a person, like, in politics. Uh, yeah, but, 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 but in the previous election, we had some people voting not for a person but against someone. Exactly. We didn't just have that. We had yeah. record numbers of people voting yeah. against someone. We had someone. almost exclusively people <laughs> voting <laughs> against someone. So it's like and, – and I've spoken with friends who voted for – the current president, and they were like, him, it won't summon okay, him to the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not hey. like Baltimore. <laughs> he who must not be named. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. And so I, I have friends who said they voted for Biden, not because they wanted Biden. They were like, yeah, I, I don't like the guy. I don't think he, he's a, I don't think he's a good president. Like they've actually said it and they didn't think they liked his ideas even at the time, mm-hmm. except Trump was just so polarizing. They didn't want Trump anymore. Yeah. So it was almost but, like, but the thing they is, we're stuck with one option. Again, if we don't have the two-party yeah. system, we don't have to be locked <gasps> into two candidates in the end. True. Well, to be fair, we weren't locked into two candidates. We realistically, we because system. of how popular the two parties are, yeah. we, for all intents and purposes, have a two-party system, and we are locked into two parties. And if you don't, without at least ranked choice voting, you're screwed. There's no point. You're wasting yeah. your vote. And I think further experimentation and looking at the states that do have, like I think it's Alaska right now is doing a ranked choice yeah. thing. Is that true? Yeah. Um, There's a few states. I, I think that like taking a closer look at those and seeing how it's working and seeing if it's actually benefit. I think there are a lot of good arguments for it and I'm super down to uh, to try stuff like that. I just think that's very different than getting rid of political parties. I disagree. <laughs> Get rid of political I've parties. I've been looking at something. Uh, you know the Greeks had a democratic system. Like it's like Athens yes. where it was really big. <laughs> the ones who created democracy. Yeah, yeah I would assume yeah, they had a democratic system. And, and you look at what we have like the things that we are going through right now, mm-hmm. and you think it's polarizing, it was worse at the time. You know, sometimes we have this um, very glorious view of the past where we're like, things were done much better in the past. Oh, yeah, everyone And now everything's decaying and everything's the going bad. The past in almost all instances was horrible. Um, mm. There was a time, you know when the Greeks attacked I'm sorry, not the Greeks. Uh, when the Persians marched on, uh, were marching on Athens, and then the Greeks met them at Marathon, mm-hmm. there were 
two parties, maybe not just two parties, but in two main parties, called them factions at the time, in Athens, some were in support of the Persians and others were again saying, that, let's fight. And so you had a country that was going to war and the Persians had felt felt like they had been slapped in the face and they were coming to burn down Athens. That was their main goal. And yet you had some people within who were in support of the Persians who were ready to open the gates mm-hmm. for them to march in. Yeah. Like, that's terrible. Like, that's another level. Like, it, I mean, I'm sure if people were to try to invade our country right now, there would be some sort of equivalent of, well, go kill these people because we don't like them, honestly. Because... But it's just yeah, no yeah, one's going to do that. It, like the this I, scenario can never happen to us right now. I know. So I know. Which is more, well, which I is, still think that like yeah. America is a country that like experiences almost extreme unification under something like that, right? Like I think we would be. Mm, I, I mean, don't know. Even Ukraine to the besides like a few nutcases on the side, <laughs> on on like both sides. Like mm. Ukraine has been a hugely unifying issue, right? Mm. And I feel like if people posted less about it on Twitter, it would be more of a unifying issue. Yeah. I'm yeah, saying so I'm yeah. saying people can debate about how much money we should be giving them, how many okay. weapons we should be giving them. But everyone in general is like, yeah, we should probably support you. Nobody's like, let's go Russia. And people are like, let's go Russia. But <laughs> well, crazy people it, on both yes, sides. Yes, they've unified over that one issue, but they're still divided on everything else. So it didn't actually bring anyone together, really. Well, it's again, just like that thing makes sense. Aid to, there's been huge amounts of aid to Ukraine. There's been well, huge amounts of... Uh, yes, yes, cool but outside of Ukraine, Russia things, it's still... I, I'm just saying, if, on extreme cases like that, like, if we got invaded, I don't think it would be like it was back in Athens. Where yeah, we and I was like... a large portion of the country being like, no, these guys are based, let them in. Let them in. <laughs> so I, I think about, I, when I saw that, I was like, wow, I think things are bad now. That was bad. Eh. Yeah, I, I, like, I can only compare, because, like, like, when I, if I think back to, like, the 2010s, right... The Tea Party was just starting to pop off. You had, like, a uh, populist right-wingism was, like, becoming a thing. Uh, people were bad, mad at the neocons for the Bush years and for the beginning of the Obama years and all that stuff. And people were, like, on at least, if you, like, like, like on the Rush Limbaugh side of things, people were, like, Obama is literally a communist. Like, we, we are literally living in a communist dictatorship where we are go- he's going to enable laws that are going to drone strike citizens and, you know, we're going to get political dissidents are going to get rounded up. Like, that was that was actual talking points from, like, right-wing people. So, like... Really? Yeah. So, like, they, so like it was very much... And there were equally crazy ones from the left, too. So there, there's, like, the the partisanship, I think, like, while I talk, we talk about, like, Trump-era partisanship being new and extreme, like, yeah. it's, it is, but there was also extreme partisanship among, like, the farther sects of the party. And the farther sects of the party might have been fewer people in terms of the electorate, but there was a lot of people in terms of just, like, common people who, like, were into that sort of stuff, hence the rise Mm -hmm. of Trumpism in 2016, right? That was where Mm -hmm. that kind of funneled into a lot of that energy. So Mm -hmm. I think that, like, um, in my lifetime, there's still been, like, pretty extreme polarization in most cases. I think that, like, I don't know, 9-11 was pretty good. Most people are pretty chill, once again, besides crazy people. I don't know if you should word it like that. Yeah, I was about to say the same thing. 9-11 was pretty good. (laughs) 9-11... That's not the best way to say that. Our our unification as a country around the horrible events of September 11th, 2001. Much better. Was, uh, did our, did good, was good. We did good by ourselves in that moment. Um, Well, some of our reaction in other countries might have been a little over the top. But my point is that there was solidarity there. Yeah. Um, 
And so I, I think that like in the face of, you know, extreme stuff, we can still, that, that still happens. But yeah, stuff was pretty crazy back in the day. That's true. I agree with that. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I'm trying to think of like historical cases. I mean, we can point to the OG left, right, right. French parliament, the French revolution, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That was some partisanship. Yeah. That, that was a little. That was something. Stuff got kind of wild. <laughs> like say. ancient times, I've just been fascinated with ancient history. I mean, you you guys already know that. Mm-hmm. But I'm reading, and, and same story with the Persians. Like, mm-hmm. the Pers- I, I don't know why I'm suddenly fascinated with them. But the Lydians revolted mm-hmm. and like set up their own king. The Persians head of it, Darius, was marching his army to Lydia. And guess what the people did? They assassinated. They they revolted to like yeah. assassinated the king, cut off his head, and sent <laughs> his head to like Darius as a mm-hmm. present on his way there. In other words, no need to come. We've killed the traitor for you. We're all yours now. I'm like, nice. I mean, this that's guy, one way to avoid bloodshed. <laughs> I know it is, but you would think that like a nation would. Stand by its own, but the con- even the concept of a nation was yeah. very different back yeah. then, right? Yeah. yeah. So I don't even know how many because like the Persian Empire was was massive, yeah. And I don't yeah. know how much like we're talking because I don't know yeah. a lot of the words you're using in terms of like places and stuff. So I don't yeah. know if it's like, well, this is an ethnic enclave, and it kind of made sense that they would revolt in that sort of way yeah. or that they would react in that sort of way. So I don't know if people think you're going to die. It's pretty sensible to like open the city gates or to cut off your general's head. That thing happened just all the time yeah. in ancient history. And stuff like that. So I can believe it. And now I actually, I'm not surprised that you look at a lot of the reigns of like kings in the past, like mm-hmm. great powerful kings, and then you have like 20 years was a long rule. Yeah, like those yeah, that ruled for uh, up yeah. to 40 years, those were like Insane. up there. Yeah, because everyone just killed everyone all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Can you believe that? Like, the, 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 not the to mention was like 12 to 15, 12 to 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. That was and, like the average being a king. And in a lot of cases, there would be power struggles on their deaths. Yeah. Oh, right? yeah. Like yeah. Every, every like yeah. two or three kings, there would be yeah. like a big power struggle. So if you think about like how hard it is to progress when every 20 years your country just turns into a civil war, <laughs> <laughs> which is basically like yeah. English history <laughs> for like... Well, you have Most the sons, the son to always have a civil war to yeah. see who ascends the throne. And, oh yeah. boy! Uh, sometimes yeah, I so at least we don't have to deal with that because democracy is pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I, I like where I was going earlier. It was like, um, I feel like Elise represents like there. There's like you. You seen the signs? We see the signs, right? You drive mm-hmm. around. It's like. Uh, Elise backs the blue, and the blue, the blue backs, backs Elise, yes. and whatever, like all those signs, yeah. right? And it's like, it is good that people have someone that they feel that way about, right? That they yeah. feel mm-hmm. like this is someone who represents our values, that yeah. represents policing, that, you know, talks down against the the crazy uh, defund the police rhetoric and talks mm-hmm. down, is tough on crime. Um, and my big problem with her is that she's, like, <laughs> pro-Trump, and that's fine in 2018. She's pro-Trump, like... Like six months ago, yeah, and he's kind of. I'm not. There are still big man has fallen off. A lot of people who <laughs> were like, running this election in various places in the world are still very much so well, pro Trump. There's still people who've been endorsed by. There's what is that one state where the Republican and the Democrat were both like touting connections to Trump? I the no Democrat, I forget, it was like it was some it was some like Midwest state, I think, yeah. and the the Republican was like I'm the Trump backed candidate, and then the Democrat was like. 
kept post uh, doing the promotional video where they had like a meeting with Trump and they're like, look at we accomplished things with the last administration. <laughs> and it was like so funny to me. But mm. yeah, the I just like I feel like um and I know this is probably like what the Democratic Party thinks, so this is probably not a very unique thought, but I think like I don't know, the the Trumpist vein yeah. in like the Republican Party needs to be excised like a cyst. Like you need to cut it open and, and get rid of it and make them make them go away. Yeah, like luck. I'm a big fan of not having Trump run this election. I literally oh, yeah. in political strategy. If you're, if you're a Republican, like yeah. you want like DeSantis to run or something like that. You don't want Trump to run because I think it's going to like it's going to make things even more it's polarized. Gonna, yeah, yeah. It's going to yeah. And I yeah. still think there's a decent chance he will. He'll try you unless somebody can talk him down. He shouldn't. I but I don't. He definitely he doesn't. doesn't. He doesn't he, care. He's yes. not even like. He's not even president. Okay. I I don't know his motives, but I think it's like pretty obvious that like he didn't become president because he wanted to help people. Is that is that <laughs> really? Like a, can what? we agree with that? Is that like a reasonable statement? No like, way. I, I don't know. I I. I I wouldn't make such a statement because I wouldn't presume to be able to judge a person's motives. I would say, except that he is, there's a huge amount of public documentation because he's a very public figure, yeah. right? And his, yeah, it it, I'm not even saying that in terms of like, <clears throat> right, like, I would hesitate to make that judgment about most people. And yeah. let me be clear here. If, when, when, back in 2016, if I did vote that year, I would have voted for Trump. So I'm not someone who's been, like, a lifetime anti-Trumper. I just think that he's done a huge amount of damage to the political system. And, like, he has, that needs to just, yeah. like, go away. I think it would be good to get maybe a moderate for at least a time and we have a, Trump out of the political lenses for quite yeah. some time well, to get things back to Yeah, Republicans, like, the biggest, <clears throat> the biggest issues for Republicans are, like, um, are social issues and economic issues, right? So, like, yeah. people, I know, like, there's a lot of people, like, it's really interesting. Like, one of the biggest, um, one of the most consistent, like, high value targets on, like, Republican agenda lists um, for, like, people who vote for Republicans yeah. is, like, um, uh, balancing the budget and debt and stuff, yeah. and then immigration, mm-hmm. and then, like, abortion issues and stuff like yep. that. Yeah. And the other side, it's, um, Equality. It's not that, except for the abortion issues. That that one's also very high. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, that the the equity. Uh, there's like a lot of people I know who like yeah. don't care about a whole lot of this stuff. But yep. like, they're like, I want to have a balanced budget. And unfortunately, no Republican or Democrat who's run in the last twenty years is like interested in that. So, mm-hmm. and I don't even know if I'm not sure. If we should care about that, uh, yeah, I don't know. Care about what? Having a balanced having budget. a balanced budget. Because yeah. the argument is always yeah. like the argument is always right that like, well, if we have even though we only have like one percent extreme poverty or like point one percent whatever it is, it's a mm-hmm. low number. Extreme poverty in U.S. That's mm-hmm. a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So should we balance our budget or should we keep spending extra to help those people? And then people would argue, well, even if we are spending extra, it's clearly not doing anything. We're already spending, and it's not helping them. How many people would it send into poverty additionally if we stopped spending that money? Mm. Where do we cut it from? I mean, I think we could we could solve a lot of the deficit <laughs> problems by cutting military spending. But anyway. Yeah, but that's never going to happen. So good luck. <laughs> Especially not. And I don't. And for once in my life, I almost don't know if I would. Like, yeah. Support. It I as think much. this is the now first that, like, time the China Russia stuff's kind of yeah. heating up. I'm like, wow. Yeah, I, I am kind of glad to... we spent a trillion on our military every year. <laughs> Uh, yeah. 
um, especially seeing what's happening with uh, Russian military equipment, having them break yeah. down. Because yeah. a lot of them have not been serviced in years mm-hmm. or replaced. Yeah. And I feel like the last six years of like political thinking, I've been super privileged about it, where I'm just like, there's literally no reason for us to spend this military, this money. And then you look at Ukraine, and I'm like, thank God I live in the strongest country on Earth where it's like super stable, and we never have to worry about anything. Thank goodness yeah. that we won <laughs> the Cold War, right? Because yeah. like... Can you imagine? Did anyone win the like, Cold War? People, if anyone could be said to have won it, we won it. Ideologically, we won it. For yeah. sure. 100%. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, are you saying that because the Soviet Union crumbled afterwards? Yes. I mean, yeah, the only people the... who would fight me on this point are tankies. So, I mean, I don't know. I only recently... Nobody, nobody won. So nobody won yeah. the Cold War I'll in say... a traditional sense. <clears throat> but okay. if anybody could be said to win... It was definitely It was us. definitely us. Yeah. Like... I've studied the Cold War. I wouldn't say studied. I would say I've just read details about the Cold War. I've, right. I've read a Twitter uh, post about the Cold War. <laughs> no, and, and I've listened to I, uh, Dan yeah, Allen's podcast on the Cold War. Okay. And he, he did a really good job. He did his research and all that. It's I don't know if it's like a four-hour-long um, yeah. podcast. And like just listening to it and the things that I've read, like just from a neutral point, mm-hmm. having no... like. Nothing personal involved in these two countries, sure. like just looking at it from yeah, like yeah. an outsider. Nothing that. personal involved in the U.S. Really? No I mean, now, now stake I, there. Now I do, but at the time, <laughs> yeah, fair, I fair, didn't. Fair I, at the time, I didn't. Uh-huh. Just looking, at it, I was like, kind of like it's interesting, like looking at all the dynamics that happened. Even though I may not have been in the U.S., knowing that I, I probably I wasn't even born. Yeah. That the events that happened during that time shaped human history, whether we believe it or not. Yeah. And I remember one of the things that Carlin said, getting to the end of it, was saying that it looks like in this time of ours, we are not, we are living as though we are not under the threat of nuclear annihilation. And what he said was, how would you react if you had a gun pointed to your head 24-7 or your entire life. Eventually, you learn to live as though it wasn't even there. And he feels like that's what we are living under. It yeah. doesn't mean the threat oh, yeah. doesn't still exist. Well, that was oh, like... I mean, I feel like the threat is probably the, the highest it's ever been since the Cold War. Well, yeah. the, the, yeah. the clock or whatever is the closest it's yeah. been. But interestingly enough, that was something that Chomsky wrote about a lot about on his mm-hmm. blog was like, hey... Uh, during the Trump years, he's like, hey, guys, like, we're the closest to nuclear war we've ever been. <laughs> it's under Trump. Like, yep. nobody seems to care. Mm-hmm. I don't, it's it's mm-hmm. like 2020. Like, why don't people care about this? Because so, in yeah, the 1970s, was... like, people were really concerned. Yeah, yeah. People were, really people scared. were undergoing drills yeah. in case there was well, a that's nuclear why, attack. That's why that quote I read, I mean, yeah. okay, that was like from like the 40s or 50s. Oh, but yeah, to be that fair, that's like... Yeah. That's, like, why that sort of thing yeah. was around, because mm-hmm. nuclear panic used to be a part of every day's life. Yeah. My parents, I know they talked about yeah. they thought they were going to die. They yeah. were, like, worried. Like, every day well, you were worried. Like, well, the thing is, like, there's so much more knowledge about it now, because, like, a lot of the knowledge that, like, it would lead to, like, basically the end of humankind if a nuke, yeah. like, if we sent, you know, like, two nukes back and forth, basically, yeah. um, there wasn't a lot of that knowledge originally, and yeah. it wasn't until, like, after people started studying during, like, the Cold War that they were like, hey, like, we can't let this happen because yeah. Yeah. it'll, and so now everyone's like, yeah, obviously it's not going to happen because it's basically suicide for anyone who does it. So yeah, and that's what everyone yeah. thinks. And then you're like, but wait, 
Putin, Putin, if Putin is thinks he's going to lose anyway, yeah, he might. He will yeah. kill off the human race exactly. for shits and gigs. It's the reason why I, I had this uh, conversation with friends that were saying that, and then Russia is this and Russia is that, and I was like, look, I'm not saying I support Russia or whatever. I have no stake in Russia. I don't know anyone in Russia. Like, I don't yeah. know any Russian. Yeah. Like, I have no interest in Russia. If I had any interest, it's all in the U.S. Yeah, because that's where I live and all that. So yeah. if if it came down to it, I'm supporting the U.S. all the way. But my point is. He should still treat Russia with some respect because he might be Putin so, might be a crazy man, but he has nukes. Yeah, and no one wins a nuclear war. They were saying, "Well, the U.S. has more nukes." I'm like, I really that don't care who has That's more nukes. That's the dumbest no, argument that, I've ever heard. Really about. Does, I'm like, I don't care. Yeah, so once in again, nuclear war, no one wins. Yeah, that's like, but that's that. That was like the big leftist talking point. Yeah. So there's like a huge amount of pressure on de-escalation, right, during yeah. that time period, and yeah. that was something even like. Um, and I think people have been relatively like that's like been the big danger of this whole thing with Russia, right? It's like how yeah. far can we poke? Um, that's why I will once again recommend the book, although I forgot the author's name. Putin's People, great book on the okay. fall of the Soviet Union, and the I can lend it to you guys. After, oh, you actually. have it? I okay. have it. No I'm point in lending it, it to so me. He can't True. read. It's just me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you have the audio book? <laughs> but yeah, I, I can lend it to you after I'm done with it. And it's um, when I read it, I can make illustrations with pictures. Oh, I like that. I like that. And that can kind of go into the, your like your like uh, your post Cold War learning because that's where it like, yeah, focuses yeah. on is like the fall of the Soviet Union and then the beginning of like modern day Russia, basically yeah. mm-hmm. um, into modern into modern modern day Russia. But yeah, I I still I still would maintain that like regardless of like everything that happened, like one side of the Cold War experienced a huge uh, change in their way of life yeah, and a change in their embracing of the, essentially the, uh, the ideology of what had before been the enemy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that wasn't our side. So ideologically, if anyone could be said to have won, we won. If anyone could have said to be law to have lost, it was probably South America <laughs> and like Facts. the Middle East. Like yeah. they lost the Cold War. Yeah, they lost. <laughs> and they weren't even involved. Nope, they were just battlegrounds. Yeah, they got the short end of that stick. So oh, yeah. man, we did some messed up stuff in the sixties. Not to mention Cuba. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was lumping them in there. Yeah, that's not fair. The Caribbean and South America and the Middle East and, yeah, basically uh, all of these places. Yeah, they got kind (laughs) of... It's okay. Magneto saved us from the Cuban Missile Crisis. (laughs) No worries. Yeah, the sanctions on Cuba are still a thing. Yeah. It's kind of wild to me. I don't really... They haven't had a new car since... Oh, boy, I don't remember the year. A new foreign imported car. Uh, Yeah, any foreign imported car. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't, like, <clears throat> I understand a lot of the sanctions. I understand a lot of the sanctions we have, and I understand the concept of war by sanctions. I think it's actually been spectacularly effective in a lot of cases. Yeah, I agree. Why do we have sanctions on Cuba? Can someone Cuba. remind me? Because I'm, like, kind of brain rotted from, like, only seeing Chomsky rage about it, and I, like, don't know what the pro argument is. They cooperated with the there Soviet Union at the time. And that's yeah, yeah, but you don't. And allow the Soviet Union to actually. Use their no, I un- I, I understand set that. up the missile uh, silos. Yeah, and that was a populist movement. That was largely like that's one of the issues is like <clears throat> that's one of the issues of the security thing in during like sixties, seventies, eighties. Like when we're going through and destroying these countries that are like pro-Soviet. Well, yeah. a lot of these pro-Soviet movements were populist movements. They had the large support of like common people, so yeah. it was super probably unethical for us to do shit like that. But um, as if, if that's, if that's the reason why I'm alive today, then based. But uh, otherwise, Jesus. like, you know, one person I wish I could have met, Batman. 
don't say Hitler. Batman. Don't say Hitler. Don't say Hitler. Don't say Hitler. No, no, no. Okay. John F. Kennedy. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because at the time, you know, he was, uh, let's say, a younger version of Trump. Maybe not as toxic, but someone who was yeah. like, he was a, almost like a celebrity. And yeah. coming into power and then having to be the guy to take over from, uh, who did he oh, take? Was he from Eisenhower? From Eisenhower. Think, yeah. who was, I think Eisenhower was a general, right? I mean, I maybe so. he was military really, no may clue. not have been a general. No. But then to take over from this guy who was like highly thought of, yeah. and then coming in as like this like party boy, like playboy, yeah. like having that aura rich, around him. Rich family guy. Yeah. yeah high, like, and member. being able to handle thing he did yeah. within the time that he did, I was like, that was impressive. Yeah. I'll not be surprised if he went gray. I would read, I would read some of, uh, I know we keep bringing up the Seaman, but I would read some of Chomsky's stuff, stuff on, yeah. the, on, on the cam, what it was, I think it was called the Camelot, uh, the Round Table or the Camelot group mm. was like yeah. Kennedy's group of advisors yeah. who were like all of these like uh, basically that day's version of neoliberals um, yeah. from har- like Harvard educated elites basically. Yeah. Yeah. And there's apparently there's like um, there's been a lot of celebrated mainstream political theory of like these guys were really awesome and Chomsky's as usual is like these guys were not awesome and here's why. So yeah. that's some interesting reading to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think that he would definitely be a super cool person to have a face-to-face talk with yeah. as far Eisenhower, as like how he dealt with all that. Yeah. Eisenhower military. 93, 97% max tax rate. Eisenhower was the guy who liked the crazy the yeah. tax, the crazy yeah. tax yeah. brackets. What, he wasn't in the military? He was. He was, he was. a military yeah. officer and statesman. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if he was a general, but... Yeah, I, I doubt. I yeah. doubt. I... Cool. But... All right. Any more on, like, the, the Trump stuff? Anyone have any last comments on that? Before we just on? hope he doesn't run again. And yeah. Like, I, yeah. Things are already divisive enough. I think him. I think everybody, everybody except diehard Trump supporters, <laughs> hopes he doesn't run again. So. I don't, but there are a lot of diehard Trump supporters. I think still. Actually, no. Wait, there for might, some of the politicians, of, I think they might just be running on using his name because uh, there are a lot of diehard Trump supporters. Yeah, exactly. Of, Where they're just looking support. for. It's almost like they're looking out for themselves and their own interests. Yeah, well, but yes, they really they don't care anything are. about Trump. They 100 percent yeah. are. That's yeah. why I said like in 2018 it made sense too. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and like I, that's why. I wish that like today it makes sense. There's like especially in a lot of areas. Yeah. Especially like where yeah. we live. It makes sense to be a Republican and identify with Trump yes. or at least be somewhat Trump adjacent. I just, as I said, for the health of the political yeah. health of the United States, I think that they need to be like chop off your infected arm, right? But like, like I, but I think it would be good. But I, I feel like Democrats I'd would actually support Trump running in some cases because it would one hugely motivate Democratic voters who don't vote to vote again yeah. this election, <laughs> and it would fragment the Republican Party to no end. Like yeah. DeSantis versus Trump is going to be like violent mm-hmm. <laughs> if that's yeah. a thing. But or, like, I mean, like there were a number of like politicians who were like running like before the midterm election who were basically saying like the the last election was rigged. We know that, and this one, if I lose, it's because it's also rigged. That's there was a yeah. There's some interesting articles about that. Of like, are the are the people who cried foul in 2020, even after like I'm not saying the people who cried foul the day of. I'm mm-hmm. talking about the people who cried foul two day two years later. Are they going to cry foul in their elections? Like how how far is this going to get? Yeah. pushed? That's dangerous. And, like, the fact that a lot of the pe- those people, if they do get elected, are at, like, the local level and stuff are the people who are in charge of, you know, the voting 
various things around with (laughs) voting and like whether we're counting these ballots or whether we say the machines were broken or not or whatever Mm -hmm. the case is. Yep. I super, I think that if Republicans take over the House and they take over a bunch of stuff and they say, hey, we're going to put in new um, methods to vote where you need to have your social security number or whatever and you need to do all these sorts of things. I think that's pretty based, frankly. If that pushes us to like help disenfranchised people get social security numbers and like put I, I think that should be fixed. I don't think it should be yeah. we shouldn't do this because they're because, disenfranchised. But yeah, I don't yeah. think it'll lead to that, honestly. Yeah. Which is the thing. Like yes, I I agree if that's how it went, that would be good. Yeah. But I don't think that's it, how yeah, it will yeah, go. it won't yeah. it won't actually happen like yeah. that. That's probably true. And uh, but yeah, I, I I don't know. I think that a more secure voting would I agree one hundred percent great. Yeah. Um, however, we can figure out a way to do it. But then I, also, like, saying that, like, mail-in voting is cheating is also, like, shut up. <laughs> isn't true and has never been true. Yeah, that's, and that's, it's like, oh, like, oh, we're winning the election now, but they have to count these fake votes that they found in the past two days. It's like, well, no, they're not allowed to count the votes until Election Day. And no one had said that Election Day has to be the day that the, the, the race is decided. So shut up. <laughs> oh, As we're seeing now. off. All right, guys, we're going to have an interlude. Very cool. stressful, very stressful political conversation. Mm-hmm. What kind of music do you guys like to listen to? That's a good question. If you had to, like, top three genres that uh, you listen to, you can do it by frequency, or what are your favorites that appeal to your artistic sensibilities? A lot of big words there. Um, I'll, I'll definitely go. So one of the big ones for me is, like, uh, 2000s, like, soft rock. So, like... Goo Goo Dolls, The Fray, uh, Lifehouse, Train, things like that. Like, I always find myself going back to that. And everyone's always like, that's some old music. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. If that's, like, that's old that. music? I mean, yeah. it is, but it's like... Uh, okay, old, whatever. Born in 2007. Okay. It is. Oh, God. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I'm like, old. I'm the one who's old. True. Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, so that's definitely one of the highest things. Um, recently, I've been listening to a lot more, like alternative music like alternative rock or alternative pop i'm a fan of not so much like indie alternative but like more wait i thought those things were synonyms now no. i'm confused no indie's now like oh, i know indie is now its own it's like it, there's been explosion explosion of genres that i haven't super kept up yeah. with like hyper pop and everything yeah, so, yeah okay fair so alternative but not indie yes okay um and then third i'd probably say like punk rock um, so like uh, Fallout Boy and like uh, Blink uh, 182 and all that stuff. Okay, that's like that's on like the lower. If you had to classify punk as a spectrum, that's like a it's, two out of ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. okay, I see what because because some people say punk rock and they're like that, and some people are like punk rock and they're like, yes, I I like go to these concerts and do acid and spike my hair up yeah, and no, it's no, no, one no. guy with like a cruddy bass going da 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 one guy on drums <laughs> and one guy screaming for two hours and that's yeah. what it is and that stuff can be really sick and really high energy but it's a very different genre <laughs> but it's fair all enough, punk rock enough. so that's why I, yeah so like mainstream punk rock yeah, honestly because yeah. I, I, I've had people who are like Maroon 5 is punk rock <laughs> which like their first, you know, their first album they did, they did, they did do a bit of rock back in the day. Yeah, but like but I don't know that if I would ever. That ain't punk. <laughs> yeah, he got, he's got some tattoos, but that that yeah, ain't no. punk. All right, yeah. Emmanuel. I, 
I listen to a very wide range of music. Oh, the classic oh, answers. So, so I hate when people cringe, give that answer. Cringe. I listen to like everything. Yeah, everyone does. We're asking what your three favorites are. Oh, my, my favorites. My three favorites. Okay. Everyone knows the song from one genre they like. Like, okay, yeah, let's move along. <laughs> okay. Oh. So uh, I was actually just Googling uh, contemporary gospel to see if that was a genre or something like that. Uh, because I was like, yeah, sometimes it's just a subgenre mm-hmm. rather than a main genre. Uh, but I'd say I do listen to uh, contemporary gospel a lot. Mm-hmm. I listen to jazz. You like jazz? I love jazz. <laughs> you didn't <Yeah>. get it. <laughs> <laughs> That's no, a reference. It. It's okay. It's okay. a B movie. Uh, it's oh. And uh, <laughs> top. Recently, I've just been into rock. Yeah. yeah. Like, what, what are you? What rock? are you classifying as rock? Yeah, Even larger genre than punk rock. I was <laughs> gonna say doing? rock is like could mean a million things to a million different people. Okay. Uh, Bands. Mainly Japanese rock. So, oh oh yeah, wow! Yeah. So not at all what I would have expected no, when I heard no, the words rock. No. Um, Japanese has some sick noise rock bands. Yeah. So I like it's it. mainly because I like I've had friends drag me into anime. I was gonna say and I do listen uh, to like a lot I, of anime mainstream music, yeah. mainstream anime music. I love has anime always music. been cringe. Yeah. No, get I'll over fight it. You on this? Get season. over it. Yeah. No. No. So if we accept it's cringe, I'm not saying I wouldn't listen to it. Yeah. There's some there's some songs that are catchy. There's some that have good piano. I'm like, yeah, I'll listen to this. It's still cringe. That's okay. It can be cringe. Yeah. Why is breathe. it Why is it cringe? <laughs> because it's so like. Japanese like like the like like rock and metalcore is just like so it's it lacks in my opinion it lacks artistic depth in the same way that I think like some mainstream animes do mainstream shows of any kind I mean do, you could say that well like, then you could argue like well classical is the only real genre classical and jazz everything else is worthless True. Yeah. I'm not going that far. <laughs> yeah, I was actually going to make that argument. <laughs> no, no, I was No, I, we, we've hashed this out before. So uh-huh. like. So I was I because normally like, I would I thought that was obvious. No, no. Um, no. What I was thinking there, the reason I made that face is if I hadn't been making that argument is because I was like, is like you can actually in in some way, yes. But I'm not like a music elitist, so I'm not saying it doesn't have artistic value. What I'm saying is it's just it seems very surface level. They do they don't do much that's very original in my opinion. I agree, 100%. and that's okay. But yeah, and then it's also just like, um. Music that I would. What is the. There's like. I'm looking for the correct words here, and unusually, I cannot find them. But it's. So, for instance, if I'm telling a story, right, mm-hmm. and I'm and I'm going to make the story about something, and I'm going to lead you through some emotional depth, and I'm going to have plot twists, and I'm going to have interest, interesting stuff happens, and there's still going to be emotional pieces that, like, bring you in. Mm-hmm. And it feels like for a lot of, like. So, like, one of the reasons why I don't like metalcore in general is it's just like. Here's emotion. This is it. And it's not like the really authentic, what, what I think of, yeah, so inauthentic. That's why, that's where I'm getting at, is it feels like it's presenting only emotion without substance, and it's not authentic. That's my what problem with metalcore. Like, so, anime. like, metalcore and anime rock and stuff like that. So, do you think, then, that music should only serve the purpose of, you know, nope. I didn't make a prescriptive statement. I just said why I didn't like it. Mm. I didn't say that it should be or shouldn't be this. I said it's okay to like this, even. I just think it's cringe. Because so don't it doesn't get, do that, though. Yes, so if you don't want to get labeled cringe by me, you should do these things. And that's mm. okay to be cringe. It's okay to like cringe music. I'm just going to tell you it's cringe and you could say that that's 
that's like I'm basically hiding behind that, and I am making a prescription, and we could fight on that point. Yeah. but <laughs> I'm, but I, I would, I would claim that I'm not. I'm just like bullying you a little. Guys, bit. this that's is your lucky day. I brought boxing gloves. Like real ones, or like those big, giant, fluffy ones no, that like, MMA. they have for little kids. Uh, MMA okay. ones. Okay, all right. I brought those my hand more wraps, serious so that's than boxing perfect, gloves. Huh? To be clear, like yeah. MMA gloves are. Yeah. Uh, do they even have? It's like it's like. Yeah, it's just it's just enough to not break your hand. Yeah. Like. Yeah. But just enough to break the other guy's jaw. Mm. Mm. I mean, that's usually the the hands job, <laughs> not the gloves job. <laughs> no. What about you, Daniel? What do you listen to, Mister Anime? Is I'm still so. I'm still, uh, my favorite band and favorite music right now is Viltiarta, uh, their album that came out, uh, is still, I think it's, I think it's the greatest album of the 2020s. It's 2022. I don't think anything will top it. Um, Viltiarta's, um, Mestaden Undervatten, uh, is... And incredible. Yeah, I was going you, to say it's Daniel extremely to out, out there. there. It's extremely out yeah. there. Um, it's extremely. It's 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 the the technical classification is like extreme metal. So it's um, you can listen to a little bit of it if you want. Why I recommend do I feel it. Like Daniel has an elitist mentality where he just goes for something that no one else goes for. But I didn't. Like, no, this no, is no, what no. I like so because no one else listens. Almost to it. every <laughs> single like hardcore fan. It's yeah. one of those bands where it has. It's called cult followings, right? Okay. Where like every single person who's a fan of this band thinks Would they're like die for them. Ever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's like okay. that's like really common in like obscure music communities yes. in general. Mm-hmm. It's not. You, it can manifest as an elitism mentality, but I don't think I have it. I yeah. um, I'm kind of. I'm, oh, I'm like, just talking about your taste of music. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I'm a bit facetious when I say it's the best thing of the. 2020s, right? I'm just saying how oh, much okay, I like. Okay. I'm not yeah. saying like this is objectively the best music to come out. You're just saying like, you're, I think you're it's, a real big. It's fan. probably what like. There's a difference between saying like I think this is the best album of 2020 and like this is the best album of 20. Do you guys understand the yeah, difference yeah, that I'm yeah. making there? Yeah. Yes, words. but yeah. I think that is also like there are other ways to <laughs> make this ways point, to Daniel, this. other than saying it's the best. I <laughs> think it's the best thing. It's, it's language. Like, oh, I said the word think. Like, okay, <laughs> I had friends in high school. We'd have long music discussions, and it would always be phrased like that. Even though you're right, it's probably like not the best. Way. <laughs> but that's that's how we that's how we did it. So Fair enough, yeah, I still think that I still listen to this music a lot. Um, I listen when I'm working. I'll listen to the non. It's almost entirely different forms of screaming, so it's not great to work like to work to. Yeah. Um, Didn't it's you just very say dark. you listen to it when you're working? So there's a version of the album that has no singing. Ah, I listen to that when I'm working. Gotcha. I started doing that in like my second to last year of high school. I would listen to uh, periphery instrumental uh, albums, mm. um, which yeah. would just be like heavy gent, and this is like a more extreme version of that. Um, so yeah, I listen to that a lot, and then. What have I been listening to lately? I found, um, I've been going back through different, like, older metal albums. I've been listening to some, uh, folk metal, um, some Gallic metal. It's pretty sick. Uh, Aluveti, uh, pretty sick. Um, yeah, they speak, like, dead language, dead languages. Those damn Romans who... Who killed killed all the Gallic people, the the barbarian tribes. I mean, they um, they kind of did survive. You still have the Germans. You have the the Anglo-Saxons and all that. They were all descended from the Gauls, so... Uh, I mean, did they really... Descended... Yeah, but the most of, like, the, the authentic tribes, and they they certainly got kicked out of their homelands. Like, the ones that lived oh, yeah. in the West, like... Yeah. Those were the ones that got wiped out. There were, like, ones in the East yeah. that had continued on. But, yeah, I... Um, that's fair, but... But that's to be the, fair, they were really a nuisance to the Romans. 
Well, then the Romans didn't need to be there, okay? They could have stayed on their own way. <laughs> the Romans so wasn't everyone a nuisance to the Romans? Everyone was a nuisance yeah, to everybody. Yeah, 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 you're right. But, um, yeah. They were the, I mean, they were the America back then. They were like, why are yeah. you in my backyard? And like, no, this is my backyard now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're policing this backyard. Um, no, I. and then uh, what is the... I, I've been listening to, like... A ton of random stuff, and my computer ran out of battery, and I was trying to pull up my Spotify to be like, oh, oh here's what I've been, I've been, uh, I've been, I've been on lately, but, yeah, I just, I guess just like a lot of metal. I know my wife's been listening to that new Taylor Swift album. Uh, yeah, my sister absolutely loves it. Die hard for it. Who's Taylor Swift? I'm kidding. <laughs> I knew you were kidding, but yeah. I still had to look at you to be Because yeah. <laughs> I was like... Uh-oh. <laughs> Am I going to have to make fun of him? Uh, yeah. No, check out check out Valtiarda, though. I think, I think it's beautiful. I think it's, it's opera. Do you guys listen to opera? If it's in a movie... I, I went to music yeah. school, so you've and experienced I opera. opera. I yeah. have never I've been to an yeah. opera. So, I, yeah. Opera where you're telling... So, opera is, like, talking while singing, right? You're usually telling a story. Yeah, it's a basically a musical yes. without lines. Yes. Without talking. Yeah. And that album, uh, Viltiarta uh, Mastadin uh, Undervatin is like a concept album and the way that the, the the lyrics are all done, although in this album they're in Swedish, so it's harder to understand unless you look it up or you can know German roots and stuff like that. But like um, it is very much structured like a uh, like a musical or like a opera. Yeah. And this extremely like emotional and extremely uh, beautiful music, in my opinion, despite its heaviness. So, yeah, check it out. Okay. Check it out. Look at us. Oh, Three also, different perspectives. As you, you know, growing up, my dad was a big fan of country. Mm. And so I grew to love it. And so whenever I'm driving, say, like on a long journey, mm-hmm. somehow I, I just almost always listen to country all the way. Honestly, it, country it in the fun. summer on a long yeah. drive, it slaps. It's I don't perfect. care. The yeah. people who hate country don't actually look, because I used to claim I hated country, because yeah. I thought it was all like, you know, fiddles and twiddly, twiddly. Wait, I love bluegrass, though, but I hate I country. Hate, well, I hate bluegrass. <laughs> okay. get over it. Uh, but yeah, it's no. just the jazz of country music, dude. <laughs> it's bad. It's just bad. It's all... Now I just feel like you're being, you're just being anti... It's like racism, but it's towards poor country people. <laughs> Whatever that's called, that's what that is. Because that is a cultural movement, okay? I don't give a shit. It doesn't mean I like the music. What? Yeah, but your I, portrayal of it there I was also so like, didn't like Mozart. I also think his music was all... <laughs> and I'm like, go away. Like, ugh, okay. whatever. You got to look up later. Look up Lighthouse, uh, Lighthouse Song. I think it's called Lighthouse Song by the band Nickel Creek. It's a great bluegrass band. And they're not like pure bluegrass. It's like bluegrass folk. Um, Nickel Creek is like also bad. That's what I grew up. My dad loved a lot of like folk country stuff. Listen to that. Um, he started getting into mainstream country. He liked one mainstream song, so we bought him the album. And he was like, every single song in this album is the same. We never bought well, him another yes. mainstream country oh. song. <laughs> I mean, but all most mainstream music is the same. It's like, oh, it's another song about if it's a, you know if it's a pop song. Oh, it's another song about love. If it's a rap song. Oh, it's another song about gang careful, wars and careful and uh, careful. If it's a if it's a country song, it's about your red truck and your tractor and like I mean, yeah, there there's the common you know repeat throughout all the genres but that's that is music you know people yeah. write about what 
is popular. Yeah, there's a difference between songs like like you can say that like all the Dream Theater songs in an album sound the same because John Petrucci like tends to write like that, and he a lot of the Dream Theater albums sound the same. Okay, they're all written by the same guy, but like there's a difference between like I wouldn't say that a, a Dream Theater album. Does not do we do we know what Dream Theater no. is? So we are no. you don't know what Dream no, the most, do, like, you famous, listen to the craziest no, no, music no, but that's on the like planet. Famous, like relatively mainstream prog metal. No, it's okay. not. <laughs> anyway. Mainstream prog metal and mainstream are very far apart. <laughs> true. true, 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 true. But all I'm saying is that like if I like so okay, they're a prog metal band, super big, super famous, mm-hmm. and really good, but they sometimes get criticized for lack of original they're, they're, they always do their own style, and they don't often move off of it. Mm-hmm. They're often criticized for yeah. that. But like when you look at one of their albums, you're not going to say all these songs sound the same. But they're not deviating largely from their overall musical structure despite that. And that's a big difference between this song literally sounds the same. It's using the same chord progression. It's using the same lyrics. <laughs> my pop filter just tried to really? slap me. I think my but pop to be fair, like... Country. Almost every single mainstream song uses the same chords. Like I know there's been all the YouTube videos about that, right? Yeah, Although, yeah. So yeah, like that, I'm like, I don't know, and like, I don't know if it's necessarily like I understand. Like I think musical ingenuity is an important thing, and like leads to new and exciting stuff. But like the same time, like I don't know if it, if people enjoy it and it's a sound they like, why would you not continue to use it and have people enjoy yeah, it? Yeah, and that's like, fine, but we're talking about us liking a specific thing, not whether it's okay for that is people fair. to that like is fair. it, right? You are correct. You are that, correct. That's is a different conversation. Yeah, no, that's people can listen to country. That's fine. I, mm-hmm. And I don't dislike it as much as I as I used to dislike it. Mm-hmm. It used to be the only genre that I could not stand. That's how most people They would people play it on the school bus, like... and I would be like, fuck this. Mm-hmm. Um, and that and rap, and then, I, and, then I, and then I got into rap a little bit, and then mm-hmm. it was, country was the last bastion of music that I just could not stand. It, I, I think pop for country, any genre, it's just a matter of listening to it enough times to gain an appreciation for it. Yeah. 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 Or enough enough mm-hmm. depth with it, with it or whatever. Yeah, there's yeah. like, I can definitely, I feel like when you get into country, it's just like pop or something like that where it's like catchy and mm-hmm. you can like yeah. jam out to exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. That's like how I feel. Yeah, that's how I feel with it. But I, I don't know. Um, what I'm trying to think of. Good driving music. You're talking about country. Bruce Hornsby in the range. His, yeah. uh... I forgot what that album's called. Amazing driving music. My dad and I would play that when we'd go out west on like the 32-hour straight drive to go fishing. Bruce Hornsby in the range. 32 um, I forgot hour? what that. Yeah, to get out to Montana. Wow. From New York. New York to Montana, 32 hours straight driving. Why? You sleep like one hour or something. I forgot what is that album? That album right there. This the, one? That the, the the biggest picture. This one? Yeah, that one. What's that album? Let's see. Jamie, can the you look up this up? Yeah, the way it is. Yeah, Bruce Hornsby in the range. The way it is, banger of a driving album, and it's it's like older school style rock stuff too. Um, it's really. What the hell are you looking up, a manual? Record players. Why you don't have one? No, amateur. I want to get one. Okay, who's the music elitist now? Jesus Christ! <laughs> I mean, all of my records are from thrift stores, so clearly not me. <laughs> oh no, those are the OG ones. Yeah, I feel like that's like the that's like the 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 hippie leftist like version of elitism. Music elitism yeah. is like I only get my records. From. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't even listen to them. Most like I very rarely pull it out. But. Yeah, and that's because I went to a friend's house uh, about a month ago. 
and he had a record player, got out a record and was playing, and the sound seemed so crisp and clean, and I'm like, it is. It does I have a nice this. warmth to yeah, it, it yeah. which is what usually oh, yeah. people attribute to it. It's like a warmth or a, yeah. and the crackling and the things like that. Like yeah, yeah. a lot of people. I know that. audio engineers say that it is just objectively better sound quality. Obviously, you need like speakers that are good enough or good headphones so you can actually mm-hmm. appreciate it. Because I feel like. If you play a record through car speakers, it still sounds like music. Car speakers <laughs> yeah. well, maybe a little warmer, but I think yeah. the thing is, like, I oh, I no, think I a lot of digital music and stuff can also be much mm-hmm. like a higher quality. But the average song is so like down, what down sampled or whatever the heck, so yeah. that it becomes a bad quality. Yeah. Whereas mm-hmm. you don't really have that with uh, record audio, at least not to the same extent. I don't think. Yeah, I'm trying to get a record player. You can get one pretty cheap from, like, Walmart or something. For like no, I don't want those. I want the OG ones. Now who's the elitist? <laughs> we're, just, we're just passing them. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> want to comb through every thrift store in the North Country until All I find three one. three of them. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, I mean, more than any other type of business besides pizza. That is true. Yeah. I don't know if we can count that as pizza, but, yeah, we'll move Fair. on. I'm hungry. Eh, you'll get over it. I mean, there is there is a snack available. Yeah. There's this is banana on this table. It's been here for like three days, and I've been eyeing it, but I don't know who left it here. Just and take it's, it. It's a silly thing to be suspicious of because fruit like doesn't have anything wrong with it. But why? Who left this? <laughs> what is the what is your story, banana? <laughs> Jokes on Daniel. I left the banana. I poisoned the banana with the intent of him seeing the banana and wanting the banana, and then me bringing up me poisoning it to make him think that I didn't actually because it was all a joke. But in reality, that was part of the. What rooms. kind of movie are we in right now? This is wild. That was so thoughtful. Plot twist on plot twist on plot twist. <laughs> All right. I think we moved through the music discussion. Yes. I have one more topic to talk about tonight. Okay. So this Hit is me. moving off of what we talked about last time. We kind of got into a little bit. Before you go on to that. Before you go on to that. So I said there was someone that if I wanted to, if there was someone I would like to meet, it would be John F. Kennedy. Yes. Who would you like to meet if you Batman. had a chance of oh, meeting someone a good from question. history? If I had a chance to meet anyone from history, yeah. who would I meet? Uh, who would I meet? I think I want to meet someone who's been like very misunderstood, so that I could get. <laughs> don't say Hitler. Don't I say Hitler. So not misunderstood. <laughs> don't say Genghis Khan. Don't say Genghis Khan. <laughs> uh, I think I would want to meet someone who I like, who I know less of. Oh, I know who, but it's not. It's from like recent history. I okay. would want to meet. Um, uh, Stephen Hawking. Stephen Hawking. Oh, I would want to meet one. him. Um, he was a smart one. In, in like, he... Yeah. What an inspirational... Yeah. Have you what seen a, the movie they did about him? Figure. I haven't, actually. Actually so. really good. Really good. Out. I don't know how historically accurate it is, yeah. but, like, in terms of just pure entertainment value, yeah. I thought it was really... Oh, speaking of good movies about people and people I'd like to meet, Turing... Like, oh yeah, the Enigma Machine was a great, the, was a yeah, banger of a movie. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to meet mm-hmm. Turing too. People, people like that who just like mm-hmm. have been characterized in history, but were actually just people, and mm-hmm. like uh, 
by all accounts, had very strong personalities. Um, mm-hmm. I would love to sit down with them and just talk about the world and stuff yeah. like that. They would be they'd be great people to have on the podcast. Now, this is not my response to this question, oh. but <laughs> this oh, is a you know funny it's thing. coming to you definitely. Oh well, I already said yeah. Batman, so moving on. No, it doesn't count. Yeah. That's not? not a person Vito, in history. Vito, uh, can you prove that? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't think so. Moving on. Uh, no, I was gonna say I saw this joke on Instagram. <laughs> Well, I mean, it wasn't a joke, but it was it was actually like a po- people doing a podcast, and they were talking about uh, Osama bin Laden and how like when they went to kill him, like they were like, yeah, we're expecting to find all this terror plans on his computer and shit. And apparently, it was just like gigabytes and gigabytes of Naruto. Oh, that's. <laughs> <laughs> And they were like, imagine just sitting down and talking with Osama bin Laden about Naruto. <laughs> you just like, you just like sit down and you spend like five minutes in his company and you realize he's the most insane like weeb otaku. <laughs> like, like that's just crazy to think about. You're just like, like, you don't speak the same language, but then you start speaking like poorly pronounced Japanese words to each other. Oh, <laughs> uh, sensei. Oh, my motion. If I could meet anyone, I don't know if I have an answer, and I don't think we want to sit around it long enough for me to come up with one. You can think about it and tell us later. Yeah. I probably won't. <laughs> Although okay. I, I heard uh, Dan Carlin give his analysis on, so someone asked him, uh, I think it may have been Lex Friedman, mm-hmm. asked him on his podcast when he, where he interviewed him saying that um, about who he, in his opinion, was the greatest leader in history mm-hmm. and gave a few suggestions like Hitler, Alexander the Great. Donald and, Trump. Sorry, continue. <laughs> and he, after... After the analysis he gave in breaking down Alexander the Great, I was like, all of my, I had always held him in high, like in high regard. Yeah. But then it just came crashing down, just felt flat. He described Alexander the Great as uh, the stereotypical rich kid who inherits a fortune from his father and goes on to do great things with it and said, Alexander would have been great either way unless he was an imbecile. Yeah. Like Donald and, Trump. <laughs> yeah, I... And I, I was like, oh, I never thought about that. Because in his estimation, it was like his father, uh, Philip II, like, yeah, created he, uh, the greatest army the world had ever seen and handed it to him. Alexander worked with a lot of pre-built structure. Yeah. That's, that's fair, yeah. I, I don't, yeah, I don't think it's fair to, like, have all your aspirations crushing down. But the idea yeah. that he is Alexander the Great yeah. might not be... It, it didn't sound as because yeah. I, I I don't know much about Alexander the Great. I just know a lot about his accomplishments yeah. and how within a very short period of his lifetime he was able to conquer a lot of the known world or a lot yeah. of the most powerful part of the world at the yeah. time. And then just having someone go like oh, he was just a rich kid who just uh, got daddy's money and went on to do great things with it. And I was like oh yeah, so there right it now. goes. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. That's that's not that's not a dishonest analysis. But mm, I, yeah. I'm done with that. I don't know if I don't know who it would be, but I think if I had to pick someone, it would be someone who is very uh, acknowledged and respected in a large number of fields. So, mm-hmm. like Chomsky. Like, <laughs> wait, he's alive. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, like, like someone who's like very well diversified and knowledgeable on numerous things. Trump. 
<laughs> All right, we're moving on. I feel like Trump jokes were old like two years ago, and now they're just now we're making them meta again. Like, I just never made Trump jokes, so it's actually kind of fun. I see why people did that on yeah. Comedy Central yep. for like six years, yep. and it got super stale. But anyway. Okay, no more Trump jokes. Okay, please go on. Yeah, so where were we going next? Someone Daniel? who's known on, in a lot of fields. Yeah, that's it. I don't know who it would be, but, okay. like, you know, someone who, like, especially because I have, like, so many interests, like, whether it's music or, you know, math or science or philosophy or whatever. Mm. Just, like, someone who, who kind of dabbles in everything and was able to do it successfully. Mm. Would just... Did you guys know that Gandhi was kind of a nutcase? I did not. Um, be he's got some good quotes, but he, like... <laughs> so, he was really extreme... With his uh, with his like denial self denial of pleasure and and like teaching himself to like not give in to his humanly earthly urges, so he had his like I don't remember it was his like stepson or his son's his son's wife sleep with him at night next to him while he's naked for a whole night to see if he could resist. And he's just like, son, your wife's going to sleep with me tonight. And allegedly, all the women he did this with, young 17 and 18-year-old women, uh, alleged that he never touched them. But, like, did you really need to do that, my man? No. Like, did you not even to prove it? Bro, your yeah. wife has to sleep with me tonight. Just trust me, okay? So I'm, I'm just trusting the spirit. Like, how do you have this conversation with someone? Like, <laughs> Especially your son. <laughs> the wild, or, like, family members or trusted yeah. friends, whatever it was. It was someone who was close to him, like... Like, yeah, that's weird. Like, what a weirdo, dude. I, uh, <laughs> I was just, you heard it here first, folks. You're Gandhi about, was a weirdo. You're talking about, like, talking about like, people who people want to be because people like idolize him so much. And like, mm-hmm. dude, that that he's, and, and I'm pretty sure he was like extremely racist too. I forgot what it was. He had some he has some beliefs that are like super sus, but I don't remember. I'm gonna stop making like. Yeah, <laughs> really strong accusations that I only yeah, have remember. But have his Wikipedia evidence. page is a is a read. Um, okay, last topic: work. Okay. So I wanted to move into this because last time you're talking about you you brought up a point, Emmanuel. Like mm-hmm. work is like food for the soul or whatever, something like that. It brings it gives fulfillment. Yeah, yeah. I or it's uh, and I wanted to get into that as something as like, mm-hmm. um. Why do you guys work? Why do you, like, when you've moved forward in life and achieved things, what was your motivation? Why did you do it? When you said, I need to do well in school, why did you do that? Because my parents would have beat my ass if I did (laughs) it. Yeah, and then, but, like, as you've moved in life, as you become more and more... Independent? Did that change? Because my parents would have beat my... <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, uh, no, it's definitely changed. Um, it's now nightmares of your parents beating you. <laughs> <laughs> Not being able to sleep at night. Cold sweats. Uh, I don't know. Um, I would like to say that it was out of, like, you know, intellectual pursuit and interest in topics, but I feel like, I don't know, personally, I feel like actual, like, Things you do for work for the average person very rarely align on a day-to-day basis with things that personally interest them, um, for which they truly feel fulfilled and would, like, read about and research otherwise. And I don't know if it has to. I I don't know if, like, like the daily work should be that way. I think it's Mm -hmm. good to have some sort of grind that maybe isn't fulfilling, right? Like, that that you can... um, 
So, so sure. I, but I guess I was asking, like, it's like, like high school or like, did you guys like school? Yeah. Did you guys like, were you in, did you go to school and you were like interested and you were like, yes, this is, I want to do something with my life. I'm doing work because I want to, or did you do work because you knew you had to, or, I mean, did you, were you interested in these things? In high school, it was, it was very interesting. Um, cause for me at the time, I didn't want to go to college. Okay. Um, and I wanted to, uh, graduate high school and move to New York city and try to make it as a musician. <laughs> My parents were not fans of that, uh, believe it or not. And here I am eight years later, still in school. Oh, gosh. Anyway. Uh, but I think my I, I was one of the people who claimed they hated school and would constantly say, and I think I thought that I hated school, um, but realistically, I did very well in school with very little effort. Um, school is a place I thrived. I was able to socialize with people through classes and stuff. I mean, I see even now, like, now that I'm not taking courses, like, my social life has been a dumpster fire because I don't have any way to meet people outside of, like, Same. oh, you need help with coursework? Same. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I honestly think I probably enjoyed it way more than I realized, um, just because it gave me so many opportunities like that. And I enjoyed a challenge, um, which the occasional class offered, uh, and the ones that didn't, I usually dicked around in and got yelled at. <laughs> so for me, uh, I grew up in a small town, just like, just a small town yes. girl. And, uh, Boy. I read a lot, <laughs> I read a lot growing up. So it was just that drive to get out there and then see the world. I remember reading about uh, Ben Carson, his book, Gifted Hands, and like the surgeries he did. And I was mind blown. I was like, and so it was just this drive where I wanted to see more. I wanted to know more. And how the uh, hell did you end up up here? <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> Where'd you go wrong? <laughs> I read uh, Animal Farm. I think I may have uh, been 13 classic. or 14 when I read it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it, it was just like, I wouldn't say a, I, I wouldn't say I had a love for education or a distaste for it, but I knew that I just wanted to achieve because I read these things about like other people and like, I was just fascinated. I was like, yeah, I, 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 I wanted to achieve great things. I, and so it was just that drive where I was like, okay, this what this what I'm doing now. I was like, okay, I'm just gonna grind through it. Mm-hmm. I may not have enjoyed it. I I really don't have very a lot of memories of it, but I know I was just going through the motions mm-hmm. because I felt like I wanted to achieve great things, okay. and so I'm just gonna go through this grind for the pre- for for the time being. Mm-hmm. I still feel like to some extent, like mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just delusion, but like yeah. all my life. Not all my life. Most of my life, there's been a piece of me that feels like I will do something significant eventually. Mm-hmm. Don't know what it's in. I've thought like music or math or whatever. No clue at this point, honestly. But I still feel like to some extent there's something, I don't know, maybe. And it makes no sense, especially with my world views of like there are no otherworldly powers, mm-hmm. apparently for the exception of love because I'm a <laughs> sad romantic. Um, but. I don't know. This is another thing that doesn't really fit in with anything else, but I feel like that's always been sitting there. Okay. We'll see if I do. If I do, you, you see, I, I knew it was coming. My and if I don't, Bible well, then I'm just stands. an idiot like everyone else. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. 
What about you, Daniel? So, what were you, your motivations? Yeah, I mean, so I came from, like, a background that was certainly much more similar to Paul's mm-hmm. than Emmanuel's. Yep. Uh, at least one that I can visualize. I mean, for all I know, they could have actually been pretty similar, like, your two's backgrounds. Mm-hmm. I, I doubt it a yeah. little bit. Um, I... Um, I definitely liked high school for the structured social environment. Um, mm-hmm. I enjoyed – I was never one of those people who hated high school. Um, I enjoyed the social aspect of it. I never did homework. I didn't do shit during – I was not motivated at all. <laughs> um, I The only reason I ever – I always took – I took English classes because I liked them. Besides that, I always took the hardest class that was possible for me to take of all classes because um, that's where I thought that I should be. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like both where I thought it would make like to some degree it was like both like I wanted my parents to think well of me mm-hmm. and I wanted other people like I liked the social status flexing on the haters yeah. like mm-hmm. the same reason like when I went to college to be a physics major is mainly because like people think physics majors are smart because everyone knows it's the guy who's in all the AP courses who gets the big hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> and not I mean, the football player like, I mean, no like, way I was I was dating through like most of high school so like I, it's not like I needed to do it for like that sort of thing right, fair right? Enough, fair but, but like overall but, know, but it was but it was that same thing saying. it was that yeah. same thing right it's the same reason like people like go to the gym to get girls or whatever it's that yeah. it was all like that. that's all I cared about because well, I didn't think anything else existed um, and to some, reason, to some degree I still don't but like it's gains and girls baby <laughs> girls baby okay yeah, I meant like the, the the clout and like the social structure stuff. I didn't mean specifically yeah, yeah. like. Fair I enough. only think the, I think the only thing in the world that matters is lifting to get girls. You heard it here first. Hot take. Um, Daniel's first hot take that he's been three years. Put his stick in the sand, and this was what there it was. We go. For. Yeah. Three years later, after bulking up, you're still single. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Time to yeah. cancel that gym membership now. Hey, 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 hey watch it. Yeah, watch whoa, it. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're firing strays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch <laughs> out. You're, you're hitting me with those. No, I got to I, yeah, I, I super. But yeah, I didn't care about. I didn't care about anything. And then uh, it's pretty much like. I feel like. I spent a majority. I spent the majority of like my childhood and my life like avoiding doing work. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably true. Um. Mm-hmm. So I so I think it's like really I, I'm, it's interesting to me that like you you talked about like the urge to like do greatness being a motivating factor mm-hmm. for you and it doesn't feel like that was there for us although you have had this feeling of going to be doing something great mm-hmm. um, and I'm going to be president of the United States someday so like there's that you have my vote okay awesome we got one <laughs> I can't vote <laughs> I can't vote I True. can't swim True. happy birthday Raven. <laughs> Um, unless you are planning on, unless you, <laughs> well, I mean, you still wouldn't be voting for him, um, Wait, except for re-election. Just, vote, just yeah. vote illegally, and then I'll pardon you after. <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, no, I, I, uh, I, I think so. So the reason why I asked that question mm-hmm. is yeah. because I want to talk about like things that motivated you and how that changed, and like how you see what you see as. The role of work in your life because I've come to enjoy work and value work in a way that as a kid I knew that I should like mm-hmm. logically it made sense and it was certainly the ethic kind of instilled by my parents mm-hmm. and like so while intellectually I understood that emotionally I completely rejected it because I didn't want to do work like yeah 
Schmood. I, I feel like I'm in that phase. It's I want to play Pokemon, yeah. or I wanted to like hey. read a book down in the horse stall and like hide from chores or whatever. And yeah. like I uh, go home and I'm supposed to go for a run. Didn't do that. Went and hid somewhere in the forest and read a book or something. Like I was very good at like. Avoiding Not doing what you were supposed work. to. Yeah, and it wasn't. But like people I could argue to. reading a book was also doing work, and just not what you were supposed not for to me. be doing. Not for me. Interesting, right? Because I've been reading was one of my escapes since I was like in the fourth grade. Like I was, I was a, I read, I read a lot of books. But but I mean, well, yes, I understand what you're saying. Not for you, but like still work. I would say. I mean, depending on what you're reading, I no, guess. No, it's but. yeah, but I'm not reading nonfiction. I'm reading like yeah. fantasy books, hey, or I'm reading stuff yeah. like that, right? Yeah. Like I'm so fantasy. Still and hard advancing sci-fi. your vocabulary and learning. Yeah, but I didn't need that. I had like a, speak. I had a, I had like a, a vocabulary <laughs> that was like off of all the testing charts at that point. Like they didn't like it was like college plus. Like they don't I have scores that for that cool. high. So like it didn't help me to do that. Like what I yeah. needed to be was going running or doing push-ups or yeah. doing homework, getting ever. gains, getting gains. Yeah. That was, that was back when I couldn't couldn't bench the 25-pound bar. Oh, yeah. Me and Daniel were talking <laughs> yeah. about this earlier. When I also started lifting, I was, like, bone. There are still pictures you can find somewhere on social media or something, or I have them, of, like, me before I st- – or, no, me even after I started working out. And it was still, like, I was bone thin when I first came to undergrad. Like – just to wow. let just to let people know, Paul has biceps the size of his head. All right, so like, I'm not that jacked. <laughs> I don't know why. Like, I'm really not. Yeah, like I don't, I'm in shape. It's just that tone you've. It's just that tone you've got lately, man. You look I, like huge. I like, uh, sure. I mean, I appreciate the what compliment. But can so, can you look up that lifting po- the coffee pasta, the lift uh, the looking thick lifting coffee pasta, and then let me read it out. Because I don't have my laptop. And well, it's a, I, then he'll have to do it because I'm... Okay. Oh, Emmanuel reading this would be the funniest Wait, thing. Emmanuel has to read it. Look up uh, lifting, looking thick, thick copy pasta. Tight, yes, thick, mean? solid, tight copy pasta. <laughs> it is so good, dude. Lifting, I still looking that to thick. Randomly. Did he say thick? Yes, now you have to say this to Paul and you have to say it unironically. Oh, Look gosh. in his eyes like you love him and say this to him. <laughs> <laughs> lifting, looking thick. Honey pasta. Okay, can, Paul, can you help him? Uh, bro, copy pasta. Copy pasta. Okay. Pasta. That, uh, Do you know what a copy pasta is, Emmanuel? No. Quick, so it's something awesome. Picks. It's a long. Size. It's no, a paragraph oh, that you there. copy yes, and you that. spam places. You put it in chats. You send it to people's messages. Uh, so and if, I if a guy, if like a streamer talks about his games I mean, or something, you, you spam this in chat. Uh, it was like it was like you, this was like from years. Does it and begin years with ago. awesome pics? It does. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You, so yeah, this is you spam this under like people's Instagram. So yeah. It's like a, like a skinny guy, like <laughs> one lift. You spam this under his. That's awesome pics. Great size. Look thick. Solid. Tight. <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. Spread it out. <laughs> Keep us all posted on your continued pro- progress with any new progress pics or video clips. <laughs> uh, You're not done. Is, show us what you got, man. <laughs> what is your freaking huge, solid, fake, and tight you can get? <laughs> It's like, it just is so perfect because it like. So thanks for the motivation. Oh, it's still going. <laughs> That's it. Now it's there you go. Oh it like because it, it it does it touches very well on like that questionably homoerotic <laughs> yeah, lifting yeah. culture of like you only lift for guys past a certain size. It's so good, dude. Oh my uh, god. 
anyway, that's how I'm feeling about you, Paul. Well, I appreciate that. I wish I felt. I wish I felt the same about that. Okay, every morning, look up in the mirror and say that to yourself. (laughs) I just (laughs) just read the copy monster. No, I'll listen to this 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 podcast episode. I'll listen to a manual read the copy monster. (laughs) Try not to blush. (laughs) I don't know. Like, well, for me, I I don't know. I've always wanted like that. uh, That like actor body, like you know, surfer dude, like. Toned out of his damn mind, like you half got a percent by Hollywood. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, without a doubt. No, that is nine thousand percent for sure. Yeah. And I, I still have in my head that that's like the only thing girls want in the world. And clearly, most of them don't give a rat's ass about that. But like, Tom Hardy and Warriors. Yeah. I mean, I don't like the Hollywood bod, but damn, dude, his his neck was like. He was the size of the rest of his body. Yeah, no. For me, it was always Wolverine, uh, Hugh Jackman, and Wolverine. Yeah, like he just looked shredded. Yes, and like that's always what I wanted. And I've never gotten my body fat that low, and so I'm just always disappointed with however I look. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, and I'm like, got to do calisthenics. You see, it's because you lift too much. <laughs> see, but the thing is, I enjoy, I have come to enjoy lifting yep. a lot. Yeah. And like, and now I, I'm doing cardio as much as I hate it. But even now, like, I'm still not losing the fat and weight that I want to. And I'm just like, mm. it's going to take time. It's going to take time. It's I mean, frustrating. You could, you could speed it up by like, you know, juicing up, juicing up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, or as, sorry, as the actors say, just uh, chicken and broccoli. Uh, yeah. Because uh-huh. <laughs> everyone knows all the actors chicken only and have chicken and broccoli. Yeah. Honestly, I have thought about it because I'm like, realistically, like, I mean, there are some negative side effects and stuff, but if you don't go crazy, it's not the end of the world. You could do a short cycle. I mean, yeah, so I got you into more plates, more dates, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you could, like, you can do short cycles that are optimized for fat burning and mm-hmm. not for, um, for like, pure, like, I just want to put on as much size yeah, as possible because yeah. you don't need that. Exactly, yeah. Um, so Nor there, do I want like, that. There are ways you could do it. Um, I think that me and your parents would be more proud of you if you put your time into doing other things than I agree. like proper juicing yeah. because it's going to fuck with your sleep. That's the worst part. It's like Well, for me, I think the worst part is like up until this point, I've worked my ass off to get to the place I've been and to throw it to all away to no longer end. be able to say I'm natty and not even to not even to be big to like it, to cut. Yeah, it's like, like oh, yeah, that's just like it leaves a bad taste. Yeah, I feel that. But uh yeah, appreciate the compliment. And, uh, yeah. Thanks for the copy pasta, Emmanuel. I'll awesome keep that in picks. mind. Great sauce. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Look so dick. <laughs> oh. I actually hadn't seen that copy pasta you before. Seen no, this? yeah, that was the first time. Oh my gosh, dude! Anytime it's someone like someone's on Discord and they tell me they went lifting, you send that to their <laughs> inbox right away. Like that, it is a go-to. <laughs> it's oh, good. It's, so it's good. good. Yeah. So the like, I guess I guess like lifting is another type of like like work that it's like yeah. why do you do it and like mm-hmm. very few people do it like out of a sense that they should right and this is like yeah, another yeah. thing where it's like you need to build habits because later in your life you'll realize that it's good to do these things mm-hmm. and if you build those habits early makes it you'll a lot have easier. them later yeah. and makes it a lot easier you don't build fat cells you develop your brain better mm-hmm. you have good foundations for things you're more emotionally stable yeah um, <laughs> yeah yeah. Do you lift a manual? Recently, I've been. I actually, previously, I only ever did push-ups, pull-ups, like bodyweight exercises. Mm-hmm. I never did weights, but... You have pretty good bicep definition for, like, someone who doesn't lift. Oh, it's mainly genetics. It's genetics? Damn, yeah. dude. Must be Jealous. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yeah. 
But uh, recently, I've been benching. Uh, at the moment, my bench just reached uh, one fifty-five. Nice for how many reps? Seven. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, like a yeah, like a one fifty-five is like where my that's like my natural spot when I like come because okay. I like I live for a while and then I'll stop or something like through mm-hmm. grad school. Like yeah. one fifty-five is like my natural point of return. Like that's like. <clears throat> Like, I'll do 145, 150, 155 will be, like, my day. And I, like, oh. I don't really, like, as far as my, my sections of yeah, eight, yeah, right? Yeah, or I'll go, yeah. like, 155 and then, like, past that. But, like, um, and I've gotten, hev- I've gotten heavier than that. But, like, every time I, if I don't lift for a year and then I come back, I'm usually back, at, like, there. Yeah. one plate and then a little mm-hmm. bit above that. So yeah. that's, like, a, it's comfy way. I like that way. Mm-hmm. It's comfy. Yeah. You feel it's so it's 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 when you get that heavy, it just starts to feel good. Yeah, bench is by far my than favorite. That, it doesn't feel good. I in my love opinion. bench. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Even if you're like, because when I'm weaker and I'm lifting a lighter weight, it still doesn't feel the yep. same. And when you, get, I don't know. I think my max is like, I don't know if I hit 200. It might have been like 185, mm-hmm. but I think it was like that X3 or something, mm-hmm. and it just felt so good. Yeah, it does. I still, I still would like to go way heavier than I do. I mean, I won't say numbers for sake What's of your max. I just said I wasn't gonna say no, not three I have no clue. I don't do one rep max. I go to the gym by myself, so like a safety, but then b like it's also to some extent just yeah, ego lifting. Yeah, it's really to bump your own there's, ego. There's, well, no. So you can it's, it can be important for calculating. That's the only reason yeah, why I guess, you should go like go with a homie one time and just figure out your one rep max on like a day when you're feeling good, so you can do calculations. But besides that, yeah, it has absolutely no purpose. Yeah. Um, I will say there is some big, ripped, thick, tight uh, military <laughs> dude out there who saved my life one time when I was lifting alone in the morning and I was having a bad morning and I almost killed myself under the bench nice. and he rescued me. What a homie. It, was, it got down here, and it was just sitting on my rib cage, and I couldn't go up again. And I was just like that, and my face was turning red. And he, like, I, like, looked up at him as he was walking by, and he was like, oh, here, bro. And he, like, easily, like, lifted it <laughs> off me. And I'm like, thank you. Yeah. You see, I never go heavy enough to where that's, like, a problem. Like, worst case, it I wasn't. don't finish the rep, and I can roll it down. Dude, I was then- at, like, I was at, like, that morning. I think it was, like, 125 or 135. I was... It was a, it was one so of those one of those, those mornings you don't office. sleep well yeah. and you're feeling weak and you're feeling bad and I mm-hmm. pushed it and I was just like I I, I think I walked out of the gym after that because I was so embarrassed Fair I was enough. like I almost died under like a really light weight like uh-huh. I feel so bad <laughs> it was like when I hurt my back doing like I was deadlifting like high reps of just like 145 or something yeah. and I hurt or 135 and I hurt my back and I went in to the doctor and I was like yeah I hurt it lifting I'm like oh what are you lifting I was like 135 oh this is like oh not heavy I'm like oh come on <laughs> you don't gotta do that you don't gotta do my man dirty like that that's, that's pain that's disrespectful it's not a heavy deadlift but it was high reps okay it was high yeah, reps yeah. but yeah they were like they just said that to me and I'm like oh man it's all about overall work oh, doctor man. you should know that yeah what's my uh, my volume as yeah. I say if you're looking at volume? work then work down to zero because you start the bar at a spot, lift it, bring it down, take it back. Okay, up. physics major. Okay, I mean, you put it back at the same nerd. spot. So work done is zero. Anyway, uh, <laughs> what I'm at right now is I'm doing uh, 185 for three sets, nice. six reps, um, and that's kind of where I've been. I've always, I'm always get really bad plateaus, especially when it comes to bench, yeah. and that's where I am right now. My Bicep curls have actually been good. That's something I always had a re- like. 
I mean, you say, like, my biceps look good, but, like, I've always struggled really badly with, like, upping the weight on my bicep curls. That's something that I finally broken through a plateau on. I will say, though, bicep size has, like, almost nothing to do with bicep strength. Like, of all the muscles, it doesn't seem to be correlated. Well, biceps are the least used muscles. Yeah, they're so useless. And they make up, like... A fourth arms, of your arm yeah, size. Yeah, arm size is like almost, almost all, tri- all tri- or yeah. tries. But like, yeah, yeah like I, I think that you should do bicep curls, but also make fun of people who do them because they're it's completely an ego exercise. Yeah. <laughs> do pull-ups instead, but also do bicep curls because you feel good and juicy after you doing do. them. You do. You feel good <laughs> and juicy. Yeah. There's, I forgot there was another lifting meme. I think it was a... Was it a bro? I think it was like an old school like bro science one. <laughs> oh, where uh, do you watch bro science? No. You guys, you'd like that. I think you'd like bro science. Okay. We should watch it. Um, you, you never watch bro science? No. Oh my god. Am I just too old? I may have. Let me. See. Dom Mazzetti, bro science, the guy who the really bad Italian accent who does like lifting memes. Super have. big, like, back when I was in, like, undergrad. Oh, I have seen one or two of these, I think. Like, you'd have to, because they'd yeah, probably, yeah. like, go viral on Instagram or yeah, whatever. Yeah. But, like, dude, the, the, uh, <laughs> the, like, he had one where he would just, like, walk up to people in this gym and start curling their bench press. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so he'd be, like, he'd be the people, like, bench pressing. He's like, oh, bro, oh, you need help with that? Oh, you need me to spot you? And they just take it from him and, like, pound them out. And I'm like, down, like, oh, walk away. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I saw that exact one. <laughs> Curling people's bench is so... Uh, that's disrespectful. <laughs> that's just pain. Rude. Or, like, I've seen ones of, like... And this one was, like, an unironic one of, like, someone actually, like... Or I mean, it could have been staged. Who knows? But it looks like it wasn't of, like, these, like, weaker guys working... At, clearly, like, more on the beginner side, probably, or less... <laughs> Um, super into working out. And this dude comes up. He's like, oh, do you mind if I, like, do a set in between? And they're like, yeah, sure, whatever. And they're doing um, uh, deadlifts. Mm -hmm. And he starts pressing the thing. And it's just like, you're just a dick, dude. Like, fuck off. Yeah, Yeah, you're just 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 trying to make... Yeah, people who... So, like, what I've learned as someone who's, like, has a lot of gym anxiety, people who, like go to the gym pretty regularly are almost always chill people. Because yeah. <laughs> they're just focused on themselves. I've only had them. ever had one guy in the gym who was like slamming weights at 6 a.m. and every other chick who was in there was like cussing him out. Oh, so yeah. I'll say that like being an asshole in the gym, like nobody likes you. Yeah, no. Like, it's like okay, dude. Like, do you, do you think you're hot shit or something? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, I will say the what is that? There's the one we're just it's lifting tangent time because this yeah. type of work so yeah. it counts the there's the a calisthenics exercise yeah. where you do the um you do the sit the l sit uh-huh. yeah. and then you do this you oh i know what you're talking forth. about but i don't know what it's, it's called the, there's a couple of like the top calisthenics people like always uh-huh. do this one there's a guy there's like this skinny guy who came to the gym and started doing that over one of the squat racks and i was like holy shit dude yeah it's crazy Ooh. what people can do especially when like they're not i mean well calisthenic guys usually aren't very big but it's still like crazy impressive well, what they big, are their to tone do. is usually but still yeah. it's up, like look up go to google images look up chris Heria. that dude is one of the most beautiful bodies um, he's like a big calisthenics guy who makes money off his body, so of course. And he's got fantastic genetics, but he's also, he does like tournaments and stuff. Or he oh, used, he I think to. I've seen uh, YouTube videos yeah. of this guy or something. But he's, man, he's got some gorgeous proportioning. Like that, for me, that's like, I don't care about the Hollywood stuff. That's some goals right there. Like that, he's cut. Yeah. 
I just saw this meme when uh, I when I typed bro signs. The very first meme I saw was uh, this picture of a guy who says, uh, "When your doctor tells you to chill on lifting, says I'm an animal." And last time I checked, you're not a vet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I've definitely done that because one time I injured myself real bad in the gym, and I ended up in the hospital for like four days because I had like a. Like it ended up being like a, a heart thing. Mm-hmm. Like I exercise so much that eventually you break that. Like the, I don't know if it's like muscle tissue in your bones or something, yeah. or like that connects your muscles to the bones. Yeah. Like oh, you yeah. fucked up your ligaments. Your ligaments. Yeah, yeah, and it's like it, it's like the the protein or something is too big to like pass through certain things in your mm-hmm. bloodstream, and so it starts to cause super bad, like really bad Dude, issues. That sounds like a roid head issue. Like what the fuck? Yeah. How much were you lifting? I well, I was actually so was I hadn't gone for often though. I mean, is what I mean. It was like one twenty five. Uh, well, no. So the thing was, I hadn't gone to the gym in a long while, and I was home at a friend's, or I was visit home oh, for a break or something. Yeah. And friends were going to the gym, and they were going. They're like the, they're like uh, meathead. Well, I mean, they're not meatheads in the bad sense, but like they're they're big gym bros. They meathead they work out a lot. Meathead is not a dirty word in my vocabulary. Okay, fair enough. So yeah, yeah. It's the, but, it's like the it's like the it's the it's respectful, and you're also making fun of them, and you know they're like they're probably huge and can outlift you, so you say it with respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, right? They're real big, um, okay. and like yeah. they're super big into working out. And I went with them, and I hadn't been in a while, and like they definitely should have been outlifting me. But I got cocky, yeah. And so I even outlifted them on some of the things, and they were just like, "Damn, dude!" And I, but I, uh, so, so I went three days this, in a row because the the thing I got was only for I got a guest pass or whatever, and it only lasts <laughs> for three days. So I went three days in a row and basically kill myself every day. Jesus. And then after the third day, I was having like chest pain and I was like, I think I need to go to the ER. And so I went to the ER and they're like, yeah, we can't release you until you, like, this is what your levels are supposed to be. And it's like, I don't even know what the level, but it was like, you know, 12 or whatever. And yeah. they're like, yours is at like a thousand. And I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> so what did they tell you to do to avoid this happening? Oh, again? well, they were like, don't go to the gym for like six months. And so naturally, the first thing I did the next day was go to the gym. <laughs> oh, gotta love it. Gotta get them gains. Yeah, I. It's it's a lifestyle though. Like I. That's uh, like telling someone they can't go to the gym for the six months is like you can destroy someone's life. Oh yeah, you, you would. My mental health would have gone down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. That's like when I when I am in gym mode, it is so. It is, like, the core part of my day. Like, yep. my entire day revolves around I'm getting up, I'm doing this. And now that you've, you've started the morning grind, right? So you oh, feel yeah. this. It like, feels good. It feels good, but, it, like, if you lose that, everything feels unstructured again. Yep, 100%. So, yeah, like, I, I think, like, doctors, like, telling someone not to go. You can tell them to go to the gym and walk on the treadmill at least. But, like, don't tell them not to go to the gym. Like, mm-hmm. you don't know what you're yeah. doing to this poor man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's good I mean, that you went. It's also good that you went but didn't die. I'm yeah. happy about yeah, that. Yeah, that's that. good, too. <laughs> Who says he was lifting? He was doing his own stuff. What's Paul okay, talking about? I just stood in the corner. <laughs> but I went to the gym. <laughs> nice. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, I don't even remember how we got on that. Um, we're still work. talking about we're still talking about work. We're talking yeah. about lifting, talking about injuries, talking about all sorts of things, talking about bro science, talking about doing stupid things in the uh-huh. gym. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Um, I do love me at the gym. Swimming. Swimming is good. Go swimming. I wish I liked swimming more. Swimming's just, like, such a hassle, though. Like, put on a bathing suit. Uh, Dude, how can you be, like, a lifter and then you don't like swimming? You just flex your back. Your back looks huge when you get out of the pool. I guarantee you. I don't care. 
That's ego shit. I don't need the ego shit. I go to the gym because it feels good, not because it looks good. Like, oh, I really could care less about that. Yeah, but it feels, but that's what I'm saying. It feels good. No, but getting a pump feels good. But, but, the, but well, A, also, the, the, the pool room is always hella what hot. I, what, and what? I overheat bad. True. You know okay, that. fair. Yeah, um, and yeah. even if you're in, people are like, but you're in water. I'm like, yeah, I still sweat my ass off yeah. in the pool, and I know I'm sweating. Let me clarify uh, something. When I say, I'm not, I don't, when I say he looks, when you say look big when you get it, I don't just mean, like, when lifters say they look big, it's a feeling. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like I feel invigorated. Oh, yeah. It feels good. So I'm not – it's not as surface level as it sounds when I say that sentence. No, no, but, for sure. But, oh, yeah, no. Yeah. Some days at, when you get out of the gym and it's like it feels like you can't – like you could lower your arms a little, but like naturally your arms like you, you just feel big. Like, they, yeah. they, they're a little more big. out naturally yeah, you and you're like, big. oh, that's a good feeling. Gosh. There's but, two, yeah, I hate swimming. That, it's just like putting on dude, a bathing suit, taking it off. Uh-uh. When you see a guy walking down the hallway – at school, and he's like got his arms out, and you're like, "Damn, that's a big boy." And you see another guy walking by; he's got his arms out, but he has no lats or anything. And I'm just like, "Buddy, <laughs> you, you okay there?" <laughs> oh, someone thinks he's big. Like. <laughs> I remember there was someone from my high school we used to always make fun of. Well, I mean, well, yeah, make fun. He was, I mean, this dude was massive, like okay. huge out of his mind. And we used to always just joke about like not being able to walk through doorways and like <laughs> lifting. Tanks and things like yep. that, but just because of how obnoxiously big he was. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think. I think it's like it gets unhealthy at a point when you can't like if you can't flex properly. If you oh, don't have, yeah, if you, sure. when you start having enough muscle that you limit your flexibility, which is honestly like, Not I guess much. the majority of like Hollywood body types. Because I feel like when they get that big, even and then they're doing all these action scenes. Even I don't my, think you have good flexibility. My flexibility at the point I'm at is like limited when it comes to like putting on clothing and shit. Sometimes I'm yeah. like, Oh God, this is pain in the ass. Oh shit. Yeah. So like, I'm sure at that level. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like I just, I just, I feel like it's not, but I don't understand. I mean, to be fair, you know, I was going to say, I don't understand the appeal of like getting that big, but even where I am now, I think I'm bigger than I want to be, but I yeah. still have this desire to work out yeah, just yeah, because. No. Yeah, yeah, I can, yeah. I can completely, I can completely understand mm-hmm. getting that big, wanting to be that big. I just, I definitely don't understand like from the intellectual level, like, like why? Like, well, I just feel like it's so, from my utilitarian perspective, uh-huh. like, man, you have to consume so much it's a freaking day. chicken. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, you're consuming so many calories. Mm-hmm. Like, just chill. Let that stuff go to your brain. Like, yeah. you could save so much money. Like, well, damn. like, but my thing is, like, even, like, like, I say the same thing. And I think to some extent, like, I'm thinking, like, you know, people who are juicing and shit and, like, yeah. going real crazy. Yeah. But, like, yeah. the rate I'm going, like, I don't plan on stopping working out. Like, I'll probably get... At least a little bigger. Um, yeah. I mean, and like, it's not that I want to. It's just I enjoy working out, so I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah. And it's like yeah. what comes will come. Like, yeah. Really yeah. I mean, and especially if you're lifting, yeah, you're lifting for like the feel of it and stuff. Yeah. Like, you, yeah. but if you don't focus on size, you might not build size, and you'll just get bigger naturally. And that's like that. That kind of bulk is what sticks with you for years, right? Like, you can stop Hopefully. lifting, and you'll we'll keep see. a decent amount of it. Eh. So, um, you keep, you will. If you eat enough protein, you will. If you, mm. you, you keep a decent amount of the of the size. Whether you keep the strength, though. <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> that is something I noticed yeah. when I came back to the gym yeah. after a long break. I was like, because, you know, I, I still think I had pretty decent sized muscles and stuff. And it was, but oh my God, they were useless. They were absolutely <laughs> useless. The marshmallows. <laughs> yeah, I was like, damn, I can't lift shit. <laughs> It'd be like that. All right, well. We didn't talk much much about like work. work and why we work. We talked about why we work out though. Yeah, gains. That's pretty good. Way better than work. Gains. 
I mean, we can save work for another day. We can divulge yeah. a little. Well, we'll always be able to talk about that. It's a pretty deep topic. It's a yeah. pretty important one. But Indeed, I, I like to get to hear about your guys' perspective yeah. on it. So, yeah. Any uh, any last words for the podcast, boys? Uh, get those gains, ladies. I'm single. Come find me. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's all I got. <laughs> He's ulting. He's going full lifter, bro, on us. Oh no. <laughs> What about you, Emmanuel? For my last words, I'd like to go back on the midterms. All right. The, oh, boy. I thought you were going to say Persian empires. This is actually a pleasant surprise. I thought surprise. he was going to say Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> well, he might still. I Let's mean, hear where he's good. going. Uh, Let's hear it. Yeah, so uh, about the midterms, if Donald Trump should run <laughs> in the Persian empire. <laughs> <laughs> they gotta go. They so hard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I'm really just interested to see uh, what changes are going to happen and what mm-hmm. this going to mean for um, the election in the next two years yeah mm-hmm. it's just a lot of things happening and like okay uh, Russia Ukraine and I've also been uh, looking at listening to some things in the news and India is coming up like we talk about China but India is also beginning to flex its muscles it is and it has like a relatively uh, nationalist government has yeah. had for a while yeah um, they have like they're like where China might be pretty soon if China yeah. keeps collapsing, where like they have a lot of domestic problems. India has like yeah. still, I mean, too much growth uh, in terms of population, not enough growth in terms of industry, lots of competition with China. Uh, they still have like their rural population is hugely in trouble, tons of farmer suicides. Um, there's a lot going on there. So, yeah, I agree that they're, like, a big power, but I also would say that they have the potential to be a big power in the same the way that, like, Brazil does, where they have a huge population, they have a huge market, they have huge natural resources, but they have a lot of domestic work to do to get <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, and, yeah. Okay, like, they're in a better state than Brazil, probably, but mm-hmm. but still, like, dude, I will, my favorite Yu-Gi-Oh! meme is, like, you're sending me to the Shadow Realm? No, I'm sending you to Brazil. <laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs> So much. I don't know if that was like an abridged series originally. Speaking of Brazil, speaking of Brazil, the World Cup's coming up. Oh, look! What is that? Cupo Mundial. I forgot. We always we always said it in the Spanish way when we'd play World Cup in uh, in after soccer practice. You you guys play? Have you ever played World Cup like the the mini game? You do teams of two, throw the ball up, and you all try to score. Yeah. Yeah. I am really looking forward to this World Cup. Yeah. Yeah. My country's in it, but I'm like, yeah, I don't even think I'm going to support them. Damn. Who are you supporting? Yeah, boy, I haven't even thought about that. I'm just going to watch it to enjoy the World Cup. I just Cup. know I'm not supporting I like don't I don't watch soccer except during the World Cup mostly. I don't even so like I cuz we never had it on my TV as a kid, so I just mm-hmm. never got into yeah. watching it even though oh, yeah. I played it. And it actually made it put me at a disadvantage cuz I didn't know what good soccer actually looked like. Yeah. Um which was bad, but I like uh what was that the the little German country that almost won? Germany. Germany? Did they win? <laughs> no. no, no, no. It's a Ger- it's a similar to Germany. Oh, uh, uh, Netherlands in no. 2010. No. The last the last World Cup. They're last like World yellow Cup. and gold, I thought was their color. Yellow and gold. Lithuania? No. no. No, it's another. They were like second. I think they got second to Marco's country or third. I think they got third. France, 
So it was like France. France played. Uh, there was France uh, and Croatia. And Croatia. Yeah. And yeah. what? Yeah, France, Croatia. What yeah. was the third? Uh, England. No, fourth. Uh, Russia. <coughs> Belgium. 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 Dude, the, the 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 there's one of the Belgium's the, actually a very strong powerhouse yeah. when it comes to soccer. Because they're yeah, they have a bunch Football. of players on like the good. Yeah. They have a bunch of players on like the good English and Spanish teams. But oh, the yeah. one guy, yeah. the one guy who's like the the ball fairy from Belgium. Oh, uh, uh, Luka Modric. No. Uh, look up like Belgium Is top it? players. Oh, Eden Hazard. Yeah, Hazard. Yeah. Hazard. Oh my yeah. god, dude. Yeah. I, he's my he's my favorite. He's my favorite player. Even because I, I was like, like you're not referring to Romelu Lukaku. No, no. I like him too. But he's a good striker, but like he's got nothing on Hazard. Yeah. Wait, did I say Modric? No, Modric is not from Belgium. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I don't even think Croatia. that guy's on the team, but I'm not going to yeah. correct you, because I'm pretty sure yeah. Luca's the guy who literally Marco named his son after, but, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Modric yeah, is from Croatia. They have yeah. Vertingen, Hen, Jan, 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 He's up and coming. Axel Witzel. Yep. Toby Alderweireld. That one. And then Eden Hazard. Yeah, he looked... he. Tore it up that he World did. Cup. That he World was Cup like he was like phenomenal. pretty close to MVP. Yeah, for like or he was MVP for a lot of those games. He looked. He yeah. and uh, Lukaku looked like they're a dream team. That was so. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty disappointing. Some of those teams. You know the team that was very underwhelming. Yeah. England. Yeah. It was. Yes. That were, team was like. <laughs> that team was a dream come true. I, I still don't like their coach. I think he is. Um, because it's. I don't think he's good enough. Okay. When we cut the recording, I'll tell you my true feelings <laughs> okay. about what I think about him. <laughs> okay. Like that team, you, you've had a player uh, in Jamie Vardy who, for about three seasons, this guy took a team that had just come in from relegation. You understand the uh, English, like, you understand how football league works, right? Like the English Premier League, European league. I know leagues. a little bit about it. Okay, so you have 20 teams playing. And uh, the bottom three are relegated to okay. a lower division. And the top three teams from the previous season, I mean, it's not top three, but I'll just say top three just to avoid all of the nuances that have to do with playoffs and all that. So top three teams from the lower division yeah. qualify and replace them, and then they play again. So this guy qualified with his team from a lower league after a lot of years. I don't remember how long, but it's, it's, it should have been longer than 10 years qualifies with his team into the Premier League after one season they win the Premier League his goals he is uh, his lead goal scorer in the entire Premier League for like three seasons in a row mm-hmm. it, playing in a low level club mm-hmm. he goes to the World Cup this coach doesn't play him in almost the entire thing really puts him in the bench he plays him in one game but then the game didn't really matter and in yeah. that game he they had already qualified, so he puts aside like his really first what he considers his first. And don't get me wrong, the player that he's playing as a striker is really good, like yeah. Hurricane, an amazing player, yeah. amazing striker. Why not play the two of them yeah. <laughs> up front? Because you always have that option of playing two strikers. Yeah, yeah. Why not play the two of them? He benches this guy. I'm like, what on earth is this guy thinking? <laughs> and I would say that other people might not agree with me. I would say the only reason why England even made it to the semifinals yeah. was because they went through the easy route. It was mm-hmm. like they were just lucky with the teams that they met. Yeah. That they were able to go through easily. So, someone might disagree with me, but that, those are my feelings. Yeah, I, I remember like... I didn't think they looked mm-hmm. like they belonged in that semifinal game. Yeah, they I didn't, didn't. They didn't. From the look way they good. played, they didn't. Yeah, 
That was rough. The other teams met like really difficult teams, yeah. like knocked out really difficult like countries. Yeah. And then made the, the England just sort of like went through the back door and showed up in the semis. And the first time they met a really good team, they were beaten. Yeah. It was obvious. I was Damn. like, oh. So who's your pick? Who's your pick for this year? Who do you think is going to win? Uh, this, this year, I would have said France can win again. Yeah. Is their lineup the same? Do they still have all the same yeah, players? Yeah, their lineup's okay. They're almost really the same. Scary. I think France can really win again. Yeah. Uh, Spain's not a threat. Germany is very weak at the moment. England, they have a team that should win, should yeah. be able to win. Their coach is very poor. They're not going to win yeah. because of the choices he's even making in the first 11 mm-hmm. uh, in his 23-man squad. I'm like, yeah, they're not going to go far. Although that team, realistically, give that team to any good coach and that's a dream come through yeah. like come true so uh, Belgium is not as strong no I yeah I don't have I don't have high hopes for my yeah. <laughs> for Belgium as much as I'd be cool if they won I guess I don't have any particular attachment to any team because America sucks so <laughs> I like the United I just States like, there's just players is actually like. well you guys have a few good players I don't know if they are in great form as they were a few years ago yeah. the United States might do okay but we're always yeah but we're always semi, that semi, we're always yeah, just semi, like we might so. do okay like yeah. it's never never like oh US is a strong contender for yeah, the no, World never. Cup like it's like yeah they'll probably do alright because they're a huge country who can if, afford to you know. I feel like if we won one year it would instantly like be four times the popularity in the United States. Probably, yeah. yeah. One or even got like into the like like top spaces mm-hmm. like consistently. Yeah, it would be way more popular in the United Without States doubt, because yeah. we'd be able to drive up the industry. Yeah, then we'd have a whole generation of soccer players in the United oh, States. Yeah. In twenty years, we'd be winning World Cups. But, oh like, yeah, we got to get there. I like with the kind of population happen. you guys have, I think that's really the upside. Like well, you look at the Olympics and like the, the kind diversity of population, the kind of training support, right? Well, like, like both, both. Yeah. both. yeah, exactly. That's because. What I mean. y- you look at uh, when it comes to like swimming, yeah. you have like a group of people that you're like, it's almost like a small clique yeah. that, that uh-huh. do swimming. Like you look at uh, like running long distance, you have the people for that. Short yeah. distance, you have the people for that. Yep. Every event, you have like a group of people like that are just built out of that. this world. Yeah. yeah. Except, yeah. Exactly. But every other country doesn't have that because every other country has like one group of people that they might be good at one thing, that group of yeah. good with everything. Well, except China, China. Now. yeah, I was gonna and say China. You, nah, China, we all know what's going on there. Yeah, but no, they. Get, I mean, they, but they have like the way that their culture is sorted is really good for producing that sort of thing, right? Yeah. People who are excel at different things. Yeah, so. but if you see some of the documentaries and the stories that have oh. come out about those almost like concentration yeah. camps where they select kids that they think are like athletic, have an athletic build and potential and have them just train and train and train. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's And true. if you ever end up with a bad injury, you're left as damaged goods. Yes. I mean, I feel like a lot. That's a, the case. That a was lot the, of the that times was the case for professional the, I'm, sure, I'm like almost certain that was the case in the Soviet Union too. But like, yeah, but yeah. like it's um, not not defending that at all. I'm just yeah, saying like that yeah. has historical precedent. But yeah. like, I the so the way that it's been put to me from people who who've lived in China most of their life, like yeah. it's a company with it's a country with a good amount of opportunity mm-hmm. but not 1.3 billion people worth of opportunity mm-hmm. and so the rat race is very natural and essential mm-hmm. in their worldview for like a lot of the people there like that is like it's just how it has to be if you want to excel yeah. you have to be driven since birth to do that thing um and i think that like 
like that seems kind of wild yeah. from the Western perspective, yes, right? It does, yeah. And I definitely hate the concept of like the Chinese helicopter parent, like mm-hmm. who's like even more insane than the American wine mom helicopter parent. Yeah, but like, um, <laughs> which is I still, crazy to think. <laughs> yeah, but but I I still I, I think that there's like. It, there's a way to look at it where there's a nobility to it. There's not necessarily this whole yeah, for sure. thing. It's yeah. like the person serving their country, right? Yeah. And, like, that probably isn't, like, I don't know. You can look at it. There's bad ways to go. Like, obviously, ethically, I'd say it's a bad thing, right? Like, yeah. liberal values, that doesn't hold up. But, like, but it's not. it doesn't have to be looked at as an evil thing. Like, I wouldn't say that it's a necessarily a concentration camp. Um, and some of those documentaries are kind of sus, but... I will say perhaps. that perhaps. well, some of those documentaries are kind of sus, and the Chinese method has historically and is still also kind of sus. Once again, yeah. do you want to be the best out of one point three billion? Uh, you got to make sacrifices. So. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. I agree with you, though. I agree with you. Like I wouldn't. And just I wouldn't and when it comes to the amount of doping, I think that might be off the charts. Although it's... Yeah, but they're a lot better. They yeah. seem to be at least a lot better. They have a much better reputation than Russia, which is Yikes. still banned. Yeah, from like <laughs> just straight up everyone well, well, dopes. Well, and they're like, no, we're not doping. No, well, is Russia really doping? Uh, sorry, I'm saying that. I'm, I'm not saying... Is Russia really banned? Like, all of the Russian athletes just uh, sign up under a different name, and all of them are still participating. Yeah, and which now they're probably... They might be more happy to now. Yeah, yeah. 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 But, but yeah, Russia, no. But absolutely, yeah. Russia's banned, and its athletes aren't banned. And if they haven't been caught doping, I'm actually okay with that. Yeah. They're stripping them of, like... Like, one of the most important things of the part of the Olympic is it's national, national competition. Pride, and you're stripping yeah. that yeah, from them, exactly, right? Yeah. So I actually think that's, like, yeah, a pretty good yeah, punishment. Yeah, yeah. It, is, um, it is that. Because you're taking... And They're it still not. allows the athletes themselves yeah, to exactly. represent you, you themselves. You don't punish the yeah. athletes. You punish the organization. You punish the country. So yeah. it's actually still well, kind of extreme. Well, you can't feel national pride anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Can you That's imagine really being like one. someone watching TV at home and like, oh, there's the people from my country. They're not even but, allowed to but, wear our flag yeah. because we we did some weird shit. Like, uh-huh. yeah, that is. Now, and then you can kind of understand why you want to paint something as a global conspiracy against you when you have depressing <laughs> stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Okay. We gotta wrap it up. Okay. Um, any final words from you? Any final words from me? Don't dope. Uh, yeah, don't dope. Go swimming. Get sleep. Get um, tight. Get <laughs> true. True. Um, no, yeah, I think that's about it. Eat, eat your bananas, kids. Potassium. All right. Uh, this is the Overton Window Podcast. I'm Daniel T. Fuller. Finding the Overton Window Podcast. God. You got I, the intro I did right the intro. this time. I did the yep. intro right, and I messed up the... Nah, about This is the Finding the Overton Window podcast. I'm Daniel T. Fuller. I'm Paul Tugel. And I'm Emmanuel Latendamon. And we'll see you guys next time. <laughs>